This is the Troll Patrol, live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to Justin not being high enough for this shit. What's going on? It's a freaking Sunday. I don't always have to say the name of the show, do I? He said it just now. He introduced me. Good evening. Good evening. Snowing here on screen, apparently, uh, much of the continental U.S. Looking at snow this coming week. We're going to talk about the polar air that is going to be passing over the country. Just in time for Christmas. Got some people's hopes up. Getting a white Christmas this year. Don't think it's going to hit, uh... On actual Christmas, though, I think it's going to come a few days early. But I'll let the weather experts tell you that here in a little bit. Socks. Behave yourself. Do not be a Kevin. What else are we talking about? Oh, by the way, uh, this is the night before the very last January 6th committee hearing. We will be live tomorrow afternoon. Where apparently they're going to be uh, voting on criminal referrals for Trump and others associated with Trump. Be a lot of fun. GOP has its own shadow committee that will be releasing a report. In a... A sign of what is to come under the... GOP-led Congress. We're going to hear a lot about migrants. El Paso apparently preparing for an influx of migrants uh, declared a state of emergency. This is Title 42 set to end. Nancy Pelosi unsure about federal legislation dealing with TikTok. This comes as several states have passed bans on state employees using TikTok on their uh, government-issued phones. Is Carrie Lake aiming to be Donald Trump's vice presidential running mate? Or does she just want to fuck him? Third comment she made at a speech the other day. Meanwhile, Marjorie Taylor Greene goes to the pharmacy aisle of the Walmart, sees some, like, massage aids, and she's like, this is grooming. This is grooming. So, uh, you're going to see that Twitter thread. Uh, Ken Paxton, the Attorney General of Texas, had a list, or wanted to make a list of trans kids in his state. Because lists of trans kids, that's uh, that's going to turn out well. The Proud Boys shifted their focus in 2022 to harassing LGBT groups. Hmm. A woman went in front of a school board dressed as a cat. I guess you all know where, where uh, that's going. Meanwhile, the right continues to ignore the actual people that are grooming kids cop arrested in Florida for solicitation of a minor. Meanwhile, you might have seen footage of a cop going around on social media where they apparently unfoiled a dollar bill 
and then claims they OD'd on fentanyl. Spoiler alert, that didn't happen. Kyle Rittenhouse, it says they are preventing, they, they are preventing voices from being heard. He was saying this about the same time that Elon Musk was banning a whole bunch of journalists from Twitter. If, if you do not have the Twitter, apparently it happened like right after we got off stream on Thursday night. It was a dumpster fire. It was wild being on Twitter as all that shit was going on. We, I, I don't want to be uh, involved in all the Twitter fucking right-wing drama, but unfortunately, since Elon Musk took over, all I ever see is Clay Travis, uh, the Hodge twins, Mike Lindell. I'm serious. It is nothing but right-wingers now. And of course, Elon. I see every single one of Elon's tweets even though I don't follow the motherfucker. Matter of fact, after he took over, I had to go and unfollow him because he apparently had everybody on Twitter follow him as soon as he he bought the thing. He did finally list suspensions. We're gonna we're gonna watch Taylor Lorenz last uh, tweet, her video that she posted. Musk popped into a chat with with journalists. Acted like a big baby. Got the five arguing about it. Plus, the Washington Post laid off a bunch of journalists. I think Sox wants out. Well, go on, buddy. Well, everybody wants to see the baby. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on, kitten. Come get on stream. Come make your appearance. Yeah, Socks is Socks is not wanting to fuck because the baby fucks with all of them. The baby wants to. Oh, I'm not. I'm not indicting the baby here, but she she fucks with us. She tries to attack us. Hold on, let me grab the kitten. He is starting to get. See, she starts attacking me. Oh, she's loving on me actually. Give me kisses. Look at this sweet thing. Those big eyes. Ah, there we go. There's the attack. There's the attack. <laughs> Don't hang it on. Come on, baby. Damn right, somebody follow because of the... Uh, what else what else were we talking about I don't know did I go over everything I don't know if I, if I ran everything down I, I got distracted by kitten it's totally cool it's always it's always okay to get distracted by a kitten all cops are awesome <laughs> Do you think the cop that I'm going to tell you about here in a little bit that got arrested for solicitation of a minor? Do you think he's awesome? All cops are awesome. Thank you for being a freaking follower. Oh, apparently Steven Crowder has quit. 
I didn't know this. I didn't have video. But apparently, the quartering has talked about how Steven Crowder quit. So we'll let the quartering update us. James, good evening. Junior, good evening. Welcome. Gonna be a weird week. Programming note, we're gonna be on tomorrow with the January 6th committee hearing. Where they are apparently going to make a criminal referral for Trump and several Trump associates. Good. Of course, this is Christmas week. We're working on something, um... We're going to do something fun for the Friday Night Free Show. Christmas, that'll be Christmas Eve Eve. We're going to switch. The Troll Patrol is going to be on Saturday this week. We're going to do a Saturday show. Uh, that will be Christmas Eve. And I'm doing, I'm doing Saturday Troll Patrol because that will be the more uh, news-heavy day. We'll have... Video of Joe Biden talking to children he's called, probably uh, delivering food to some military base somewhere. We'll have NORAD tracking Santa. There'll be more shit to talk about. So we're going to do a special Troll Patrol on Christmas Eve on Saturday. Sunday night, we're going to do a fucking around stream. Christmas Day. Uh, we're going to do Christmas music, and I have like every... A sitcom Christmas special ever. It'll only be on Twitch because I'm doing I'm doing copyright shit. So if you're not following me on Twitch, follow me. Uh, and if you don't have any place to be, any family, come watch Christmas specials. Justin Freegan on Sunday night. We'll keep you company. I'll come on uh, same troll time, eight o'clock, and we'll do. Christmas specials. I'll stay on pretty late. We'll we'll watch Christmas specials all night long. Because that's a fun thing to do. But I mean when I say I have every Christmas special, like seriously, every Christmas special. I got like diagnosis murder and and uh shit like that Christmas special. I got a law and order Christmas special. <laughs> we we will we will totally get in the Christmas spirit. What's up, Hazemaker? Aw, thanks, James. Fuzzy Simba, good evening. Just going over just going over the schedule for this week. We're gonna do January sixth hearing tomorrow. That is one o'clock PM Eastern. Uh, I will put an event on the... And I'll try to update the schedule on Twitch for this weird week we got going on here. We're going to do Troll Patrol on Saturday night. Tracking NORAD. We'll have Biden calling kids. That sort of thing. Uh, sniffing kids, calling kids. He'll be, he'll be in a different room. Come on, man! People that you need to keep away from kids are like this woman in the cat suit I'm going to show you. My God. The right-wingers have shared this out so many times. I'm counting the legs, the, leg, the, the hair on the legs of kids. I'm not high enough for this. There's a Smokey. You guys want to see Smokey too? He saw the kitten. 
Now see the Smokey Bong. What's up, Smokey Bong? I think he's licking his lips because he just had something to eat. Ask me about my cats. So, Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Christmas programming this week. You might get a Christmas present from the January 6th committee. Now, they are going to be making criminal referrals tomorrow, apparently. They've, they've been kind of coy about it. Adam Schiff was on with CNN. What, State of the Union is their Sunday morning show. Adam Schiff discussed uh, criminal referrals for Trump and his associates. So let's hear what they had to say on the eve of the very last January 6th committee. On the browser that doesn't play CNN, is that right? I've got one, one of my browsers doesn't play CNN. We'll just sit here. Circle. Might be it might it's probably this one. Here. Watch this one not play either. Bogey's super cool. CNN website is shit. And apparently they fired a bunch of people. It could be one of the reasons why it's uh, complete shit right now. So, State of the Union. That's right. That's what the that's what the show is called. It's Jake Tapper is the host. Adam Schiff was on this morning. Jake Tapper on Monday. The House January Sixth Select Committee will meet for one last time in a source. Clinically, good evening. Vote on referring at least three criminal charges to the Justice Department against Donald Trump, including insurrection. Obstruction of an official proceeding and conspiracy. I was not expecting insurrection to be one of the charges. See to defraud the federal government. Joining us now, a member of the January 6th committee, uh, the current chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, CNN says noon. I was planning on coming on noon anyway, but I think the hearing starts at 1. Do you think the evidence is there that Donald Trump committed any of the crimes I just mentioned and that the cases are prosecutable? You could get a conviction. Yeah. Uh, I think that the evidence is there that Donald Trump committed uh, criminal offenses in connection with his efforts to overturn the election. Um, and viewing it uh, as a former prosecutor, um, I think there's sufficient evidence to, to charge the president. To get a I conviction now? Well, I don't know what the Justice Department has. I do know what's in the public record. Uh, the evidence seems pretty plain to me. Uh, but I would want to see the full body of evidence uh, if I were in the prosecutor's shoes to make a decision. But, uh, uh, you know, this is someone who uh, in Agreed, clinically. Ways, uh, tried to pressure state officials to find votes that didn't exist. I think it's coming. Who, uh, tried to interfere with a joint session. I, I believe you know, that the U.S. government has done everything it can to not charge the motherfucker. And Trump has done everything he can just to put them in a position where they have to. I don't think they wanted to. They don't want to hold powerful people accountable, but like you can't piss in somebody's open eye hole. <laughs> you can't. I was just I was gonna say pissing in their face, but you know, running joke here. I'd give anything to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. You can't piss in somebody's face continually the way Trump has, and 
not expect them to do something about it. Inciting a mob to attack the Capitol. Um, if that's not criminal, then, uh, then I don't know what is. He put so powerful people in danger that day. I'm referring insurrection, obstruction of an official proceeding, and conspiracy to defraud the federal government, all three? Uh, I can't comment on what referrals uh, we're going to make. Um, we will have a vote on referrals, um, as well as uh, uh, approving our overall report. Uh, but I can tell you that you know our process has been to look meticulously at the evidence. Uh, now, I'm going to assume we're going to see the vote live tomorrow. I would assume they've whipped the votes. They know what the vote count is going to be before they vote tomorrow on national TV. Have to. Compare it to various statutes. Uh, is there sufficient evidence? EFC. Uh, each element of a particular crime. Good evening, my friend. Uh, we are not referring, uh, or at least won't be voting to refer... Uh, everyone, we think there may be evidence um, because we want to focus on those for which we believe there's the strongest evidence. So I know you can't speak for the whole committee, but I'm talking about how you personally are going to vote. You're still not going to. Well, let me just say, per, uh, I'm happy to share my personal views, which is. But do I you think, think he committed insurrection, obstruction of an official proceeding and conspiracy to defraud the federal government? Uh, you know, I don't want to telegraph too much what we're considering. But, okay. um, you know, I, I will say that I think uh, the president has. Violet multiple. You're giving an interview on the Sunday morning show. The other American who I don't want to telegraph. You have to be prosecuted. The insurrection charge is interesting. It's a specific federal statute. No one has been charged with insurrection related to January 6th, not even the Oath Keepers, uh, who were charged with seditious conspiracy, which is a pretty serious charge. Can you explain the charge, the crime of insurrection? Yeah. Well, there, there are actually three provisions, three processes for dealing with insurrection uh, by a president. Uh, there's the criminal statute that you mentioned. There's the 14th Amendment, which uh, makes commission of insurrection a bar to holding office. Uh, and then there's the impeachment process. Um, and in terms of the criminal statute, if you can uh, prove that someone incited an insurrection, that is, they incited violence against the government, uh, or they gave aid and comfort to those who did, uh, that violates that law. Oh, he totally did both of those. If you look at Donald Trump's acts and you match them up against the statute, it's a pretty good match. Now, I realize that statute hasn't been used in a long time, but then when have we had a president uh, essentially incite an attack on his own government? There's some talk also of uh, your committee referring to the House Ethics Committee some members of the House of Representatives uh, who may have participated in the insurrection in some way. Uh, and refuse to comply uh, with the investigation. Uh, Pennsylvania Congressman Scott Perry comes to mind. He uh, referred Jeffrey Clark, who was this kind of obscure lawyer, tried to, he was, I guess, part of this conspiracy to get him, in some way, to get him, uh, Jeffrey Clark, to become head of the Justice Department so he would weaponize the Justice Department. Was Clark the one that was an environmental lawyer? And... Uh... One of, one of the, the actual lawyers in the department was like, we'll come back to you if we need to get a regulation shot down or some shit. Like, real snarky towards him. Uh, is that also on the docket tomorrow? Uh, voting to refer for House ethics investigation? I do know that the tomorrow's hearing is just symbolic. Remedy for when, when they make a criminal referral, they're just saying, hey, DOJ, you should indict this person. They're not actually making an indictment themselves. They don't have that power. So this is just symbolic based on uh, all of their evidence. They're going to release the report later in the week. So this is just kind of their 
putting a bow on everything and trying to wrap everything up. I think they took some criticism for the last hearing, not really doing a good job of some summarizing everything. So they're going to try to do that tomorrow. Apparently, we're going to have a presentation at the beginning that's going to tie all of the hearings together and lay out all the evidence that they have. Then we're going to get the vote. Uh, they're going to vote on uh, releasing the report, finalizing it. That's what we're going to see tomorrow. Uh, and then they're going to vote on the criminal referral or vice versa. They may do the criminal referral first, then they vote to, you know, finalize the report. It's just them wrapping it up before the Republicans take over here in what, two weeks? To ignore a congressional subpoena, uh, as well as uh, the evidence that was so pertinent uh, uh, to our investigation and why we wanted to bring them in. Uh, so that will be something we'll be considering tomorrow. Um, you know, we have weighed, what is what is the remedy for members of Congress? Uh, is it weight ever due to you? referral to another branch of government, or is it better that the Congress good people. its own? Censure? Um, well, censure was something that we have considered. Uh, ethics referrals is something we've considered, uh, and we'll be disclosing uh, tomorrow what our decision is. Um, former President Trump is under uh, other Lord Lott, good evening. To the one in, in uh, Georgia from the district attorney of uh, the county there. A grand, that Georgia grand jury, grand jury is winding down its investigation into Trump's role in trying to get uh, the Secretary of State to find enough votes to flip the state. There's the Mar-a-Lago documents investigation moving forward after the federal judge removed the special master. There's also the special counsel that's been appointed. Do you think that Donald Trump is going to face some kind of criminal charges uh, in the coming months? I do. From your investigation. Uh, the short answer is I don't know. Um, I think that he should. I think he should face the same uh, remedy, force of law, that anyone else would. Um, but I do worry that uh, it, it may take until he is no longer politically relevant for justice to be served. That's not the way it should be in this country. Um, but uh, Agreed. Uh, there seems to be a, an added uh, evidentiary burden. Uh, with someone who has a large enough fund. I want to see him, I want to see uh, him run from jail. That would be, be case, fun. I, I find it hard no, to I'm, well, why almost two years from the events of January. I still stand behind my position that he will be too encumbered by his legal entanglements to actually run for office in 2024. To legitimately run for office. Now, will he nominally be running for office under some federal elections commission statute where he's still doing his fundraising. Sure. That's possible. I don't think he's going to actually be real. Like he's not going to be participating in debates. He is not going to be a serious candidate. I don't think, but I could be wrong. Very sixth. Uh, and with the evidence that's already in the public domain, uh, why the Justice Department hasn't moved more quickly than it has. I want to turn to another topic because right now, as you know, it's the end of the year and there are all these efforts to bring legislation that has not been brought to the floor of the Senate or the House for a... That's not what we're talking about yet. We're going to talk about the legislation here in a second. One of the things we're going to talk about is TikTok. Before we move on from January 6th, I want to point out that, as I said, the Republicans take over in two weeks. That is the reason why we're going to get the hearing tomorrow, put a bow on everything, and vote to release the report from the January 6th committee. The GOP apparently has their shadow committee 
and they are going to have their own January 6th report. House Republicans are privately plotting to release their own 100-plus page rebuttal time to the January 6th committee report this week. Republicans aim to cast the select committee's report as partisan. We're going to release our Republican-only report to cast the other report as partisan. I swear, I fuck, god damn it. I wish right-wing followers, Republican voters, would hold their officials accountable. It, it, it amazes me how much time Republicans just spend just dwelling on how much they hate Joe Biden and don't ever think critically about the people who are supposed to be representing them. I mean, it should be embarrassing to you that Republicans are coming out to say, oh, it's a partisan report on their Republican-only report to do one of the most partisan things that they can while claiming the other side is being partisan. It's If you guys could feel embarrassment, it would be a hell of a lot easier on us to have a much better government. Learn to feel embarrassment. And in turn, we would be able to have better politicians on our side. Because we wouldn't have to concentrate on your guys' bullshit. We would just all be... We would all be so much better off if Republicans would just make sure that their people aren't lying. Being hypocritical. That's all, that's all they've got. Republicans aim to cast the select committee's report as partisan by contrasting its expected focus on former President Trump with their concentration on capital security. We're prepared to release... I mean, what are, what are they going to do? Blame the rank and file uh, that, was, that were there that day? It's not their fault. They didn't have backup. I, I would like to... There are questions I have about capital security and some of the people that, I don't know, let uh, protesters, rioters in. Ida, good evening. We're prepared to release it when they release theirs, a senior Republican source told Axios. The GOP's shadow January 6th panel is made up of would-be select committee members. The shadow group's report will likely come in at over 100 pages. The select committee's report is expected at around 1,000 pages, according to Axios's Mike Allen. What we're watching, the precise timing is still being worked out. Republicans waiting to see what the select committee does at its Monday hearing. Remember, we will be covering that. We'll come on about noon tomorrow. Representative Benny Thompson, the select committee's chair, has said at least part of the report's executive summary and eight chapters will be released tomorrow. The release of the full report, including attachments, is slated for Wednesday. Republican Rep. Jim Banks, the leader of the Shadow Group, told Axios their report will focus on security failures, arguing the select committee has never dealt with the serious issues. I I, want to know about the security failures, but that comes from what did Trump and the White House have to do with the failure to deploy the National Guard? Did they have to do with the dissemination of information to the Capitol Police that day? We know that the FBI and the Capitol Police were warned 
about violence and that there were people that took it seriously. We've had whistleblowers come out and talk about what they saw on social media in the in the weeks leading up to January 6th. Republicans probed the Capitol Police and FBI's intelligence gathering and dissemination, as well as the insufficient training and equipment given to law enforcement, including by interviewing Capitol Police officers. By contrast, Banks claimed the select committee's plan to have Trump as the focal point of its report is all about political payback. And this is wild. Trump, the the dude, the locker-up guy who promises to punish his political opponents. Oh, this this investigation into him is just political payback. Learn to feel embarrassment. Republicans get away with saying this absolute horseshit because right-wingers are morons and will actually fucking toe their line. I don't know what we do about that. Oh, hold on. That reminds me, I had another video I did not put on here. But we're still on this topic. A reporter was surprised. A reporter, after reading the text messages that we found out about last week from Mark Meadows, a reporter said she was surprised by how dumb some of the representatives in our Congress are. I was like, I I really wanna I really want to watch. Reporter surprised by how dumb. Some of our representatives are. And where did I put it? I don't remember where I where I bookmarked it. I don't remember where. Okay, reporter alarmed at the intelligence level of some of our reps. Yes. Yes, you should be. You should be. Talking points matter. So, so alarmed uh, was the word they used. Not surprised. I was going to mock them for being surprised because, like, you're a reporter. It's your job to know this shit. You should know how goddamn dumb they are. Alarmed is a little bit different. This bombshell story. He's also the co-author of... Of course he's going to plug a book. Every cable news hit we watch on this show, for some reason they are plugging a book. That's all cable news is now. The untold story of the investigation into January 6th. Hunter, thanks so much for being here. 2,319 text messages, 34 members of Congress... 
What are your biggest takeaways, just straight top line right now, from looking through all those text messages? Well, first off, these texts are the tip of the iceberg. Gotcha. Um, as we delved into in, in uh, the book, The Breach, these are the texts that were obtained by the January 6th Select Committee, and they were provided. They were actually provided by Mark Meadows and his legal team. So these are, to some extent, selected and curated by him. We saw multiple exchanges where, you know, there were conversations that seemingly began without context. And through our reporting, we've also become aware of specific instances where there were things that seemed to be missing from this text log. So the first takeaway is, as extraordinary as this all is, there's more glimpse into whatever was going on. But wait, there's more. Smash, good evening. So that's a wild point. So these are not the full. I, I didn't know that Meadows handed these over willingly. I would have figured he was subpoenaed for them. So apparently these are just the text messages that Mark Meadows was okay with showing us. Holy shit. Going on in his phone. So that's number one. Number two, you know, just on a basic level, and that's part of why it was so important for us to kind of have our design team work really hard so people could experience this as if it was in their phone. The presentation of these messages is really shocking to me. We see typos. I mean, Ralph Norman's text, it wasn't, please urge the president to do so. It was, please urge to president to do so. You know, we see basic misspellings. We see just these wild links to things like, you know, as you were pointing out, Romanian YouTube videos, fringe websites. With it looks like the comment section on Facebook. That has, you know, white supremacist ties that's being used as a strategy memo. So between the typos and the lack of information literacy, one of the takeaways for me is just being a little bit alarmed at the, frankly, intelligence level. Of How some of goddamn dumb some of these assholes And then the last takeaway is really the most basic and important one, which is all these people, you know, these 34 members were all texting him about efforts to overturn the election. There's a basic disregard for democracy and openness to authoritarianism that goes all the way up to, as Ralph Norman did, you know, suggesting we move the troops into the streets and invoke martial law. I'm a former trial lawyer, so my spidey senses start tingling when you start with your first point, your first takeaway, your which is curated text messages voluntarily turned over by Mark Meadows to the 1-6 mm -hmm. Select Committee. We know he eventually shut down, though. Mark Meadows said, uh-uh, I'm not going to come. I'm mm -hmm. not going to give anything more. There's still a legal battle that's kind of winding through the courts. What does it say to you, Hunter, that Mark Meadows voluntarily turned over text messages that were so damn incriminating? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That he's stupid. Selected responses that he gave, but frankly, really put those 33 or four members of Congress in the spotlight of planning and contributing to trying to overturn the results of a valid legal election. Well, you know, we talked about this in the breach. Rhinos, uh, good evening. That with um, Denver Riggleman, mm -hmm. who's just uh, edging over a here. member to the select. Uh, apparently, Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't want you to be able to edge. I'm going to show you what she found at the Walmart over the weekend about, you know, what a mystery that was, even for the committee investigators. And I got to say, it's a mystery for me, too. Why did Mark Meadows do this and then eventually not cooperate? I think, you know, I don't like to speculate. I really like to base my reporting in the data and what we know. But there's only a couple possibilities here. The first is, number one, did he just have horrible legal advice? The second is, number two, you know, did he sort of think he was wheeling and dealing here? That's was he trying? I'm I'm on this side. Okay, so I would assume that he thought Trump was actually going to face consequences and the Republicans were going to dump him for being 
traitorous and know they actually embraced him. The Republican voters are still behind Trump. <laughs> so Meadows has had to flip and like he wouldn't have a career in the Republican Party if he didn't back Trump. So he fucked himself over by releasing the text that he did. I mean, that's that's sort of where I mm-hmm. come down. You know, did he think there was something he could do here that kind of would, um, you know, help get him a better deal, maybe throw some other people under yeah, the bus? Yeah, because he has his own exposure, too. Yeah, and then the last one is, you know, was he the one who kind of made a stupid mistake here. And I genuinely don't know, but the bottom line is we have this information and it's shocking. One of the biggest indications in the log that it's partial comes from Scott Perry, the House Freedom Caucus chair, who, you know, texted Meadows all these wild Italy gate plots. He was pushing pressure on legislators in his home state of Pennsylvania. He was even trying to get Trump to lobby the newly elected Italian prime minister based on these kind of Internet half-baked QAnon adjacent conspiracy theories. Um, But the it's not QAnon and Jason. It's just full-blown QAnon. Yes, the sex bots are here. Messaging so he anticipated there was perhaps going to be an exposure you live in of sexual this text anarchy. I don't know that he anticipated that, but you know they were clearly using active measures to have to you know exactly to have you know uh, confidential communications, and you know that just as you said, it kind of raises my spidey sense. My dream would be to get inside Mark Meadows' signal just because of how much we were able to see in his open, you know, telephone and what he provided to the investigators. So let's talk about the... You've got a couple in here tonight. I take that as I'm doing something right. If the spam is coming for me. You, as somebody who was breaking the story, reached out to these members of Congress to ask, hey, I I, I was able, through Denver Riggleman's work on the 1-6 committee, he's a friend of the show, we spoke about how he had to work backwards from the numbers themselves to go back and see who are they linked Mm -hmm. to, et cetera. For example, you asked Congressman Green about these texts. And his spokesperson, Green's spokesperson, said the congressman was just passing along what his constituents were sending him, but he wasn't advocating for a specific course of action. How convenient, right? (laughs) Post 1-6 violent insurrection, we have people in Congress saying, yeah, I was just saying maybe what I needed to say. Why do you think they didn't double down? Those people... wasn't advocating for a specific course of action. We'll come on about noon tomorrow. We will cover the final January 6th hearing. Do join us if you are able. You know I won't be high enough for this shit. It's going to be tomorrow. Alarmed by how dumb some of our Congress people are. You should be. Let's move to the southern border. Wild video released a few days ago. I think we watched it here on the show on Thursday night. Oh, the the committee hearing is tomorrow. The 21st is probably, that's the day they're releasing the report. Is that Wednesday? Yeah, that's Wednesday. That's the day they're releasing the report. The hearing is tomorrow and the report gets dropped on Wednesday. Don't disrupt the stream with your hotbot bullshit. You live in sexual anarchy. So we watched the video of, it was like a thousand migrants crossing the Rio Grande. We watched this video on Thursday. El Paso has declared a state of emergency. Apparently they are watching some caravan that is moving through Mexico right now. 
This is the first time I remember a caravan where we weren't coming up on a on an election. But I feel like the Republicans uh, needed needed to do this uh, in response to losing the election a couple weeks ago. The city of El Paso, Texas, has declared a state of emergency as they brace for a possible spike in migrant arrivals after a U.S. judge ordered COVID-era border restrictions, known as Title 42, to end by Wednesday. Democratic Mayor Oscar Leeser cited the hundreds of migrants currently sleeping on the streets in cold temperatures and the thousands of migrants being apprehended every day as reasons for the declaration. Bye call it a state of emergency, it gives us the ability today to be able to do things we couldn't do until we called it, and that's our shelters, and put people in shelters and make sure that they're safe. During a press conference yeah, on Saturday, Lisa uh, highlighted the... Uh, Mete. You are correct. They are... They won four seats in... The, well, I mean, they, they won like nine in the House. That is a swing of four seats. They They are up four seats in the House. Republicans control the House by four seats. That is the correct way of saying it. They won nine. Won nine in the election. Lost one Senate seat. Border cities challenge with the expected end of Title 42, an order that allowed agents to rapidly send migrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border back to Mexico or other countries. The influx on Wednesday will be incredible. It will be huge uh, talking to... um, some of our federal partners, they really believe that on Wednesday our numbers go, will go from 2,500 to four, five, or maybe 6,000. And uh, when I asked them, I said, do you believe that you guys can handle it today? The answer was no. When I got an answer of no, that meant we needed to do something and do something right away. There's not enough shelters. Mario Diagostino, El Paso's deputy city manager, said the emergency declaration will also provide... I will say at least... Uh... Watching the local officials, it seems like they are being humane about it. This isn't some, the declaration of an emergency isn't some political stunt. It's more of a way to prepare for what they believe to be a surge. Provide the city with extra transportation options to bus migrants to other locations and get extra help from state law enforcement. As migrant arrivals increased in late August, the city launched a busing program that sent nearly 14,000 migrants to New York and Chicago, saying many Venezuelans were arriving without U.S. sponsors. The city, which has a history of welcoming immigrants, halted the program in October when the Biden administration began expelling Venezuelans back to Mexico under Title 42. But Diagostino said the program could restart if Venezuelans again are allowed to cross into El Paso. There was the local news hit, which was pretty good. Let's hear a... believe this is a legal that went on MSN. Talk about the end of Title 42. Flux of migrants and overcrowding at the southern border could soon grow dramatically with the end of the Trump-era immigration policy known as Title 42 set for Wednesday. I hope it's a legal expert, but it's probably some reporter that has a book to hawk, so I apologize in advance if that's what's going on. The public health rule was implemented in 2020 in response to the COVID pandemic. 
Since then, it's prevented more than 2 million migrants from seeking asylum in the United States. 19 Republican-led... overslipped my alarm by like two hours, so... But on Friday, a federal... I was, I was a little rushed put the show together. Request. They could still appeal to the Supreme Court. Joining me now is Krish Omara Vignaraja. She is the president and CEO of Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Service and former Good. policy director for Michelle Obama. Krish, welcome back to the Sunday show. Do you believe the Biden administration is prepared for the influx in migrants that will come after Title 42 ends on Wednesday? Jonathan, thanks so much for having me. Well, I honestly think the Biden administration didn't want to have to deal with it. That's why they left Title 42 in place. Um, it is true that we are going to experience um, some growing pains because obviously this is going to be a significant shift in policy. But I also am optimistic that we will rise to the occasion. It's going to take some resources. It's going to take personnel. It's going to take coordination. Uh, what we saw in El Paso this week may be a preview of what's to come. On average, the city has seen about 2,500 arrivals per day. Um, shelter capacity is trained. Uh, you know, we have some border operations as well, and we are certainly seeing that. And that's where it's troubling, right, around the holidays to see these heartbreaking images of children and families sleeping out in the mm-hmm. cold. But that's where it's critical for the administration to continue to build the necessary infrastructure. And officials have brought in an additional 10 facilities online. They're surging 3,500 personnel across the border to focus on processing. We have a refugee resettlement system in place. We just got to figure out how we make sure that these similar services are offered to an equally vulnerable population of asylum seekers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned um, El Paso. Uh, the mayor there declared a state of emergency in El Paso. What exactly does that mean? Is it just is it a formal legal declaration that opens up more resources to help deal with the the emergency, the influx of, of migrants in that city? Yeah, I, I think it's two things. So certainly, as, as you refer to, um, it does allow for these local um, municipalities to access FEMA funding. Um, but it's also valuable to understand that what we are talking about is, uh, you know, an impending humanitarian crisis if we don't act, right? So these families are people who have left the most dire of circumstances. They're fleeing gang violence, war, persecution. Many are traveling with nothing but the clothes on their backs in the wintertime. And so it's about, you know, making sure that they meet the immediate uh, term needs of food, clothing, shelter, but also organizations like mine. We also try to make sure that we're helping asylum seekers in the long term with things like work authorization documents when they're allowed. I just have to ask, um, because, you know, with conditions bound to get worse, Chris, um, once Chris, once the Title 42 is lifted, we nailed it with this. This is some good reporting. Thank God that there is this policy. Someone dealing with this and talking about the 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 human aspect of it and referring to migrants that are sleeping in the cold, making this trek, and that these are families during the holidays. I think the, the reporting is still inadequate because it's not touching on the U.S. foreign policy and what exactly caused this might like... If you didn't uh, know your history and know anything about uh, Latin American geopolitics, the U.S. media isn't telling you what caused this. 
they're just they're just nebulous migrants that are just coming here for some reason. I think somebody did mention fleeing gang violence and instability. What's causing all that? There's a reason, and like we really need to reckon with our past. This is something that the U.S. is horrible at doing. Reckoning with our past, our mistakes, owning up to the mistakes that we have made, and then correcting them. We we try to uh, whitewash every fucking thing. See the Remain in Mexico policy. Not only not only do we not only do we whitewash it. There are people that walk around with T-shirts that say "Right Wing Death Squad." With, with pictures of helicopters praising our foreign policy where we back death squads in Central America to and, and, and South America to purposely destabilize the region. We certainly don't believe so. Um, Trump and Stephen Miller's strategy at the border was to build both literal and figurative walls. And Title 42 was a key part of this arsenal. Uh, they considered it even before the COVID pandemic happened, and it effectively halted asylum law, which is recognized under U.S. and international law under the pretense of public health. But pretense isn't real policy. Title 42 didn't protect the American people from COVID. It frankly wasn't even effective in what it tried to do, which was serve as a border enforcement tool. So we're going to hear a lot of noise in the coming days about the impending crisis, but it doesn't have to be. And really what it is, is returning to the rule of law. Um, and frankly, it's consistent with American opinion. The vast majority of Americans believe that asylum should be a protected right. Only a quarter of people believe that these kinds of inappropriate, false pretenses should be employed. Um, the Republican governors of Texas and Arizona have already bust, uh, what is it, nearly 17,000 uh, migrants to cities around the country. Remember, um, buses showing up in, in Washington, Chicago, uh, New York City, some even flown to Martha's Vineyard. Um, do you believe we'll see more of this after Title 42 ends? Unfortunately, I fear it. we will. Um, on the one hand, now that the midterm's over, I'm hoping that the political shenanigans will at least take a bit of a pause. Oh, no, no, no. We're already in the 2024 presidential election. On misinformation around immigration, I do think that you're going to see political leaders who want to continue to make this a wedge issue. What has been amazing, though, is that that's where the story, that's not where it ended, right? You actually saw communities in Martha's Vineyard and other places show the work of welcome alive and well in American communities. And I think that's, uh, you know, the hope that I bring into the holiday season in terms of how we respond. Just the final point I'll make is this is where the administration does need to act. Immigration is a federal issue and there does need to be a national system. You can't just have no infrastructure and hope that people get to the right place. Um, so that's where I do think both Congress as well as the White House still need to step up. Yeah, that's a pretty good news hit. Drake, good evening. I, the issue, okay, so I'm not fundamentally against the busing. It's like, if you're doing it in coordination with the federal government to take them to somewhere where there is more resources for them, that is a good thing. If you are just sending them to liberal areas to own them, 
then you're using actual human lives as a political football, and I have zero respect for you doing that. I mean, we have plenty of room in this country. There ain't goddamn no one in in South Dakota. Nobody in fucking Montana, Idaho. Wide open spaces. Plenty of places to send some migrants. Just saying. When we come back from the other side of the break, we are going to talk about... Uh, whether Congress is going to act on TikTok. There is a lot of fear-mongering going on about TikTok. I... There's so many things wrong with this. We're going we're gonna to have to get into all the nuances of TikTok, but Nancy Pelosi unsure if Congress is going to act on TikTok that's coming on the heels of Several states passing bans on government employees using TikTok on their government phones. I'm not so sure that's a bad thing. There are reasons to be skeptical of TikTok. There's also a mirror to be shined back on the United States on this issue. Uh, I think this would be a good time for us as the left to push forward on some sort of uh, bill of rights with our data or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. I hadn't really thought on the topic that much, but this is something we're gonna have to we're gonna have to confront in the next couple of years. So it's a good time to possibly have some sort of control over our data, whether it be TikTok or many of the other uh, U.S. companies, kind of like Twitter. We're gonna talk about Twitter and Elon Musk banning journalists on Twitter. The whole Taylor Lorenz. <laughs> I got a funny Matt Bender meme. Oh, God. I I think Bender's back now. I think I've seen him post. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what Sam Cedar has to say. I did not check Twitter to see if Sam Cedar has been posting. He tweeted something on Friday. I don't know if he just he got, a, he got access to the internet. Sam has been on a cruise the last week. Fun, fun news always happens when Sam goes on vacation from the the majority report. He was he was gone on vacation when Rush Limbaugh died. The so sad Sam miss, misses out on reporting on on all the fun shit. I have the weirdest fucking video of Carrie Lake talking about Trump. It seems like. We thought Megyn Kelly wanted to hate fuck Keith Oberman last week. Harry Lake just really wants to fuck Donald Trump. He really wants to get grabbed by the pussy. Marjorie Taylor Greene ventured into a Walmart and saw something she didn't like. Had a... The comments are like... They are moving to the point of absurdity and like I think even their followers see... Just how stupid they look. Hopefully, hopefully, or or is the right learning to feel embarrassment? I don't know. The, the right learning to feel embarrassment could also be countered by the fact that I have video of a woman who dressed up like a cat and went to a school board meeting. Pretty much every right-wing outlet has talked about it. I've seen people share out the video and defend it, and they're like, she makes an excellent point. 
No, she doesn't. And she looks like a fucking idiot. God damn, people. This feeding into the hatred towards the LGBT community and the trans community specifically, Ken Paxton wanted to put together a list of trans Texans. Not joking. We're going to talk about the Proud Boys shift to focus on LGBTQ issues in 2022. Meanwhile, the right does not focus on actually protecting children from scumbags like the cop who was arrested in Florida for soliciting a minor. Also got video you may have seen of a cop going viral after she supposedly unfurled a $1 bill and it had fentanyl on it. Video of her supposedly overdosing has gone viral. I've even seen sites that should know better share it out. And like, this cop OD'd on fentanyl. No, no, she fucking didn't. Kyle Rittenhouse says they are preventing voices from being heard. Of course, as Elon <laughs> suspended a bunch of, uh, of journalists, and I, for some reason, keep having Kyle Rittenhouse in my feed on, on Twitter. It's weird. So fucking weird. Plus, I've got video of the Washington Post laying off reporters. While Donald Trump Jr. says that reporters at the Washington Post are rich entitled babies. You can't make this shit up. You can't make this shit up. Apparently, Steven Crowder has quit. It has to be some sort of marketing ploy. I don't believe it. Yeah, we've got the cat going on Fox News, hey. That's what that's what I've got. Uh, so we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break. Uh, catch the Twitch ads. And we'll be back with all that more on the Troll Patrol Live. Oh, I think Curious is listening to music on her phone. I thought there was a cat whining outside the door, but I think Curious is listening to music on her phone. I thought there was a outside the door. <laughs> oh, the fucking cats. They were acting wild this morning. Especially Maynard. Maynard does, like, Maynard... He's got this growl like I I was loving on him. Just I was petting him, telling him how, how handsome he is and stuff, and he's just sitting there like <laughs> while he was purring. Purring loudly, but was also not impressed with, with anything I was saying to him. Wild as fucking cat. It's like he likes to be petted, but he doesn't want you to touch him. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's. So you'll catch him when he's like half asleep and you'll pet him and he, he'll be like so into it. And then once he wakes up, he's like, no, I hate everybody. <laughs> so you catch him half asleep and start rubbing his belly and he'll but then he wakes up and he's like, no, I'm an asshole and I hate your face. My cat, man, my cat. Oh, you guys are mean. 
I don't even think I gave you a meme at the beginning of the show. So discombobulated over. No, this isn't a meme. This isn't a meme. I've just got, I got questions. I got questions. I had, I had this person. Let's spoil it here. I had this person comment on one of my, uh, I don't think it was a video. I think it was just a post. I think I put somebody else on blast. Also, like, apparently, if I post, like, just a text message on YouTube, it gets way more views than just a video does. Weird. Oh, I'm going to have to start doing that more. So, I I, I, I posted something. Oh, I've, I've got a screenshot of what I posted. So, this guy... Uh, was upset. It was something religious. It might have been the preacher that was walking cross country. I don't remember which which video he commented on, but he's like, I pull more views than you. Nice bot subscriptions. So why do you want to fiddle children? Because this is all all the right has, right? They just call people groomers and pedos. Was it a relative or friend that fiddled with you? And this is a supposed Christian talking to me about Jesus. That's what it was. It's, it was the North Carolina power outage. And it was a video about the drag show. And old Ekin Reckon over here came and posted something about Jesus, blah, 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 blah. We'll have his reckoning. And uh, the... Uh, accused the drag show of being some outsider that was wanting to stir the pot in the community. That's what it was. This drag person uh, is immoral and is doing the work of the devil or some shit. And sex workers. And I was like, Jesus hung out with sex workers. And Ekin did not like me saying that. And started calling me a groomer and a pedo. Just because I pointed out that Jesus hung out with sex workers. You gotta love that I pull more views than you. Now he's bought subscriptions. No, I'm right that Jesus hung out with sex workers. He's a fucking idiot that was judging people. Dumb shit. You gotta love, like, you know, my channel with 5.3 million views. But you can go and look and see the video that got 5 million views. I, I don't know how I, I have bought subscriptions. That's where a lot of my subscriptions come from. The video with 5 million fucking views. I pull more views than you, which is also not true. I've probably gotten like 10K that day alone. Let's go, let's go find Ekin Reckon over here. Because he does indeed have videos up on his YouTube. Oh, but I, w- I need to finish my story before we find Ekin. So, under that post that I made, like, right-wingers are morons. A-Train Entertainment said, that's not as bad as being a hypocrite and a layer, Justin. And layer, Justin. I went and looked at A-Train Entertainment and wondered why this 10-year-old little boy thinks I'm a hypocrite and a layer. I I responded back like, how am I a hypocrite? I'm interested to know what the 10-year-old thinks. 
But back to back to my friend Ekin Reckon over here, who said they pull more views than me. Okay, buddy, let's uh let's see these videos that pull more views than me. How about how how about that? Oh, this should be a lot of fun. Oh, so even posted about the Moore County, North Carolina. So they got 52 views on that one. I mean, a clip from the Troll Patrol is going to add some, some of them get 20. So I, I, I pick a point, a boring topic, it gets 20 views. If I pick something like Keith Overman wants to, or Megan Kelly wants to hate fuck Keith Overman, that's got like a thousand views. But let's hear what Ekin Regan has to say. Twitter sent him transport. I don't know if I want to play that one. Hug a Christian day. What about it, YouTube? Okay, we know that everywhere we look are examples of just loving and caring uh, generosities and niceties that the goyim receive from our uh, friends, the Jews. And I was just on Twitter and it got me thinking because someone had brought up the Lola hoax and I just... The what hoax? First of all, first of all, this dude comes on to my YouTube channel and starts talking about how, how he pulls more views than me. I mean, may, I, he meant it as an insult. Like, I suck this bad and I pull more views than you. Fox, good evening. Just was a gasp because... We don't gassed day. What's wrong? What, what, what? We should have done this for our friends. You know, the, the video is looking straight up his nose. And I had to tell this to one of my clients the other day. I was like, change your camera angle. You're shooting straight up your nose. Like you see like double chin and shit. I mean, this dude don't have a double chin, but like it really exposes all the flaws. Don't shoot upwards on yourself. You want to shoot slightly downward. Our greatest allies, right? We should have had hug a Christian day in love, support, and commemoration of the Christians who liberated the camps in Nazi Germany. I mean... Buddy, do you know how much is wrong with what you just fucking said? And this is why. If you don't learn history, you're doomed to repeat it. Oh my god. We should hug a Christian because they liberated...
the work camps and the holocaust. It only makes sense. Hug a Christian day where Jews around the world can just hug and love on a Christian and say thank you, thank you, thank you for getting us out of there. Thank you so much. Because I, I know that, that they have this, this deep love that they, that's contained and they need to get it out. There's, this has everything. It's anti-Semitism, it's white savior complex, complete uh, misrepresentation of the history of the Holocaust. Like, fucking shit. They've got to have a... So, fucking a self-righteous, judgmental Christian who would have thunk it. A way to get that love out. We need to give them a hug, a Christian day, commemoration for liberating the camps. What do you think? Get a hold of your congressperson, our friends. We need to help them. I hate to inform you. I'm sure there were Christians in the, the Allied Army. But the organization of Christianity and the church had more to do with causing the Holocaust than stopping it. God damn it. Why you gotta pull it on me now? Fuck you guys. Who did that? Is Warlord in here? Church had more to do with causing the Holocaust than ending it. Sorry, buddy. I knew we were in for something with that one, but that was like one of his first video. One of his first videos. He called me a, a child fiddler. What's what's weird to me is that uh, his icon that's from that's from a Pussifer album. I thought the dude was like, I thought he was like parodying. I thought this was satire. No, 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 no. This this dude's this dude's for real. I do believe. I think. Okay, so this is this is what he wanted to tell me about. Yeah, they called me a fiddler. Cause I guess I guess uh, he doesn't want to call me a diddler. That'll that'll get him banned on YouTube. Here we go. In the news, Lauren Bruce Mathers out of West Palm Beach, Florida, rents a house that's unlived in in Southern Pines. Voter registered. So this is this is the sex worker he was telling me about and how Jesus was going to condemn her or some shit. And I was like, Jesus hung out with sex workers. In Florida, voter registered in North Carolina. Floats into town less than a year ago. Wait, 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 wait. She's registered to vote in North Carolina, but she also has a residence in Florida. She happens to be uh, an elderly lady. Do you, did you know that uh, elderly people a lot of times have a home down in Florida too? It's kind of a thing. Um, I mean, usually it's people from the north. You don't. I don't see a lot of people taking a a winter break from North Carolina, but it's not unheard of. Magically, the 
executive director of quote Sand Hills Pride. Did she vote in both Springs states like many Republicans did? From Durham. This is Naomi Dix from the House of Cox, Durham, North Carolina. Decides it's a good idea. Durham's a pretty fun Florida, city, by the way. Hook up with Naomi out of Durham and come in to quote, this lady calls it a sleepy town of Moore County. Yeah, that's right. We never had anybody come in and cause trouble like this. This is an agitation operation. Okay? This buddy, buddy, holding a drag show at a local theater is, is not an agitation. article here is disgusting. This is ridiculous. Look around the country. Who are the people agitating? Who are the people causing trouble? You, 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 you right now with your video. And ask, what side of the political spectrum do they fall into? The right. You know? Pretty brazen. Naomi Dix from the House of Cox. She's, she's just living her life, putting on performances at a venue, and, and you are upset about it. You're, you're the one causing trouble. Trying to make like a Jan 6 thing out of this, right? Like, oh, the evil right-wingers, the evil extremists, the, yeah. ter the domestic terrorists. Christians, yeah. The Christians that just go around causing all kinds of hell for people. Yeah, 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 buddy. I've got I got a gazillion examples of it. Yeah, let's, let's get into it. Thank you. That's a good transition to our next set of stories. The Christians that just go around causing trouble for people. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who decided to go to a Walmart over the weekend and got really upset. Walmart, many of your customers in my district are reaching out to me about sex toys being sold in your Dalton store. They're extremely upset and absolutely horrified that sex toys are being sold openly right next to children's toothbrushes. They're in the pharmacy section. They're not labeled as sex toys. They're just, they're not even necessarily sex toys. I believe a lot of places sell them as like back massagers and hip massagers or whatever. Yeah, sure, I'm sure you can stimulate your clitoris. Or even your penis or, or your balls or, or whatever with one of these. I'm absolutely sure you could use it for that. You live in sexual anarchy? Are they demoing them? No, they are not. They are clear. like, I can't really zoom in on the picture here, I don't think. Yep, 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 yep. I can zoom in on the page and it makes the picture smaller. They are discreetly labeled. Nobody would know what the fuck they were. It's like vibrating massager or something is what it says on it. <laughs> and, you know, it's right above the lube and the condoms. Marjorie Taylor Greene says, this is grooming. Literally not. Literally not. By the definition of the term, literally not. You're an idiot. She, she goes on a whole rant. Selling sex toys openly where children are exposed to them is wrong, inappropriate, immoral. 
indecent, perverted, shameful, and incredibly harmful to children. Fuck off. Why is Walmart participating in the grooming and sexualization of children? They aren't. Is this all stores or just Dalton? I don't care how big your corporation, how much money you have, how powerful your lobby is, how big and powerful your political influence is. I just don't care who you are. I will always firmly stand up for what is right and do everything I can to protect kids. It's just simply not true. I I cannot comprehend how we got to a place where people think that they have the right to force sexual adult issues on children. Apparently, having a a vibrating massager on a, a store shelf that somebody could purchase is forcing... Forcing sexual adult issues on children. These people are warped in the head. You do not have that right. Because no matter how hard you try to twist your perversion or your perverse ideas into reason, any of this nastiness is okay. You are wrong. The district I represent, Georgia 14, is firmly opposed to any and all grooming and sexualization of children. It's it is largely Christian and conservative. Ma'am, I wasn't going to bring it up. I I feel like I bring this up all the time. I'm I'm a broken fucking record on this. But your district in Georgia that's largely Christian and conservative, no, 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 no. You're not firmly opposed to any and all grooming and sexualization of children. The U.S. Southern Baptist Churches Facing Apocalypse Over Sexual Abuse Scandal, a report named hundreds, hundreds of church leaders accused or found guilty of abusing children and says that the survivors were mistreated. You are not fundamentally opposed to sexually abusing and grooming children if you are conservative and Christian. Matter of fact, I think you're far more prone to it. And the reason why you fucks talk about it all the time is, ah, yeah, I gotta reset the clock. See, that's uh, why'd you have to why'd you have to do the no profanity on me when I'm going off on this? So mean. America's largest Protestant and second largest Christian denomination is being roiled by a sexual abuse scandal that casts a harsh light on one of the most politically powerful religious groups in the country, as well as a renewing focus on its racist past. Southern Baptist Convention. Southern Baptist Convention. One of the states that they have their largest presence in is Georgia or they're largely Christian and conservative Southern Baptist Convention is a collection of loosely affiliated member churches boasting just under 15 million members and is dominated by white members who are usually deeply socially conservative the convention has often been a powerful tool for right wing organizing in recent years especially on issues around abortion This is the church, this is the organization itself admitting to what it did. The issue at hand is its release of a 205-page document naming hundreds of Baptist leaders and members accused or found guilty of sexual abuse of children. 
The list includes 700 entries on cases between just 2000 to 2019. So can you imagine how how many more victims there are? It was released after a bombshell third-party investigation by Guidepost Solutions it said the convention's leaders and its executive committee failed the public and its community by mishandling sexual abuse cases and mistreating victims and survivors. Uh, I'm going to point out the date on this. June 12th, 2022. So every time I hear some dumb person talk about grooming or pedophiles, and they they don't even know that this happened, but they want to talk about how drag shows are harming children. Forgive me if I don't take you seriously. I can show you the real abuse of children that you did not care about. And they'll always tell me like, oh, well, I'm against sexual abuse by churches as well. But no, 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 you're not. You never bring that up. You you are on a crusade to talk about drag shows and the LGBTQ community influencing children. You talk about it non-stop. But you never bring up the churches, which admitted to doing the actual thing you say you care about protecting children from. You are a hypocrite. Marjorie Taylor Greene, I'm calling you out specifically. On behalf of my district, I'm demanding Walmart resolve this issue immediately. There's no, you can go back through her timeline. You can go back to June 12th when this report came out about the Southern Baptist Convention and you can see that Marjorie Taylor Greene never got upset. Never got upset about that occurring, the actual abuse of children, because those are her supporters. Those are are her supporters. I sincerely hope this is not common product placement in your stores and that the employees responsible will be reprimanded. I do not believe this repulsive grooming represents Walmart. Meanwhile, Fox News had this woman who dressed up like a cat. Dressed up like a cat at a school board meeting. I'm assuming, I don't know what her actual point was, I'm assuming that she's one of the idiots that bought in to the idea that there are... Schools putting out litter boxes for children who identify as cats. Now, there is a grain of truth to this story. Where it comes from is that there was a school that put litter and litter boxes in a school shooting safety package, care package, or whatever. So that students may be able to relieve themselves if they're hunkering down in the event of a school shooting. That's where this this whole thing started, because, you know, once again, it's just another day in mass shooting USA. 
brings up another issue that they think that uh, apparently vibrators on a shelf in Walmart harm children, but not all the guns laying around everywhere. Which, by the way, the number one cause of death in children in this country right now is guns. Well, let's watch a woman dress up as a cat because that's important. These officials put kids' lives in danger to protect what exactly? We don't know. Any. He's not talking about the gun issue. Once again, number one cause of death in children. Guns. He's talking about woke ideas put kids in danger. Woke ideas put kids in danger. Any kid in those schools could tell you that men and women are not the same. Just like they could tell you this cat lady isn't a cat. I am a cat. Meow, meow. I'm not a woman dressed as a cat. I am a cat. By show of hands, I'm... No, you are an idiot. You are a woman acting like an absolute moron. And not only... Not only does she not feel the embarrassment of getting up in front of this school in her little cat outfit... She doesn't feel the embarrassment of everybody sharing this out and going on Fox News. I'm curious, uh, how many of you believe and confess that I'm a cat? Great. I am, by show of hands, I'm curious, how many of you believe no, I think you're an idiot. or a child from this school would believe that I'm actually a cat? No one. You are right. Truth prevails over imagination. Reality exists. Discernment is innate and something we are biologically wired to have. One look at me, and you know this to be true. I am a woman posing as a cat. <laughs> Lindsey Graham, the cat lady herself, and host of the Patriot Barbie podcast. Her name is Lindsey Graham. One of our favorite whipping boys here on this show is Senator Lindsey Graham from South Carolina. She is also wearing her cat ears on Fox News. By the way, ma'am, you look cute in your cat ears. I'm not going to begrudge you that. But your point is absolutely moronic. Joins me now. So, Lindsay, what was actually happening at this school district that made you have to dress up as a cat to prove your point? Well, Nothing. first of all, Jesse, I'd like you to not miss a species me. I'd like to be addressed as a cat for the entirety of this video, of course. Of course. Uh, so I apologize. This was in my, thank you, thank you. Just inclusivity is all I ask, you know. Um, this was a local school um, in my neighborhood where there was a member of the school board whose name is Paul Bixler. He is a man. He's very clearly a man. And the only thing he does to identify as a female is put lipstick on, uh, he grew his hair out a little bit, and he wears his deceased wife's clothing to school, uh, to a sporting events, to fundraisers, to school events. In front oh, so you are specifically harassing a trans person that's on the board? One of two ways, either Paul, which is a man's name, of course, or Miss Bixler. So it's very clear that he has a gender identity crisis. And not okay. only does he appear in front of the children and insist that the children, you know, define him as a woman, but he sits on the board and he's making decisions for these children. Well, she then, she. Trying to make as a cat 
was that, I mean, obviously, you can't just identify as whatever you want, and you can't demand that other people identify you as whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, you, you literally can. kind of mental illness can enjoy that mental illness all they want in the comfort of their own home. And that's another thing, enjoy this mental illness. If you believe it is a mental illness, it is weird the way you guys act towards these people. So let's talk about what gender dysphoria is, that it is indeed recognized in the DSM. But the treatment for it is to transition. <laughs> Do you go up to autistic children and mock them as well? When you put them in charge of children, we're talking about a new type of... James, have yourself a good evening, my friend. ...terrifying is seeing these people in charge of our kids' education. Yeah, if he has to grieve over his dead wife, he can grieve privately, but wearing his... Oak school. ...stress and putting on lipstick and growing your hair out and insisting you're a woman Stop in front wars, of... Wolf, what grade is... We'll see that. who cancels who. If they want to wear lipstick and wear a dress, none of that harms anybody. And the fact that you are devoting time on a national news network to it is insane. What world do we live in? Someone on a school board decided to wear lipstick and a dress, and all of a sudden it's a national news story, and a woman is dressing up as a cat to make some sort of point about it. The fuck? The fuck? I'm not high enough for this shit. Is this precisely? This, this is elementary school, so these are young, vulnerable minds. And the teachers, the rest of the school board. Well, don't let them around your dumb ass. Talking in just the deepest manly voice that he was born. By the way, host of the Patriot Barbie, this is nothing but a publicity stunt. This is nothing but a publicity stunt. She wants to be a right-wing social media influencer. That's all this is. And she decided to dress up as a cat suit because it would get her on Fox fucking news. Fuck you, lady. So to see these these parents and these adults take no responsibility for the education of these kids and to teach them true right and wrong and true biology and true facts and science and truths um, is just so alarming that we have this in the school system. Real quick, when you did this at this hearing, did people understand? How did they react? Uh, this is a great story, actually. The next day at the gym, I saw one of I hope people told you you're fucking stupid. And he looked at me a little odd. I said, I'm sure you don't want to remember who I am. And he said, the cat. <laughs> and I thought he would proceed to chew me out. And he said, you know what? Thank you so much for getting up there and saying what you said. Thank you for being bold enough to speak truth. Oh, she probably has an OnlyFans. agenda. I've been fighting this. No, and I don't begrudge her for that. There are people, there are people on our side and all it takes is just a few of us to stand up and speak truth and find those partners in crime, if you will. And then we really can unite together and fight back against this and save our children. What kind of From what? cat do at the gym? Oh, you know, gosh, there's got to be something zingy I can say here. <laughs> Lots of squats. <laughs> uh, litter box press, kitty, kitty nip presses, you know. <laughs> all right, meow, meow. Thank you very much, Oh my god. But you know, they gotta protect the children. They gotta protect the children. I can't wait to tell you about this cop who was arrested for soliciting a minor.
But before we do that, we gotta move down to Texas. Where the Attorney General tried to get a list of trans residents for some reason. The office of Ken Paxton's request speaks to the increasing scrutiny and targeting of transgender individuals by GOP lawmakers. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton's office sought data from the Texas Department of Public Safety in an effort to identify transgender individuals in the state. The department reportedly received a request in June from the Attorney General's office regarding... By the way, Ken Paxton was indicted five years ago and still yet to face trial, indicted on fraud charges... The department reportedly received a request in June from the Attorney General's office regarding information on Texans who had changed their gender on their driver's licenses or in other government records within the past two years. An internal email reviewed by the Post described the scope of the request. Need total number of changes from male to female and female to male for the last 24 months, broken down by month, the Texas DPS Driver License Division Chief wrote in a June email. We won't need driver's license ID numbers at first, but may need to have them later if we are required to manually look up documents. The department ultimately concluded that the data could not be accurately produced and did not provide any materials to the Attorney General. All it's unclear why exactly Paxton sought the information. Oh no, it's totally clear. The request itself is more than a little concerning, given how the state has been doing everything it can to make life miserable for trans people. In February, Republican Governor Greg Abbott issued a directive to state agencies instructing them to investigate the use of gender-affirming care and resources by minors as a potential form of child abuse. The directive was backed by Paxton, who days before had declared gender-affirming surgery and the use of puberty blockers for individuals under the age of 18 a form of child abuse under Texas law. Abbott's directive was placed under temporary injunction, a decision which Paxton has appealed to the state Supreme Court. A preview of what may be coming in the future of slew of bills targeting transgender Texans were filed in the first round of legislative submissions for the state's Senate's 2023 session. Members of the Texas legislature are looking to ban everything from gender-affirming care for minors to drag shows to instruction on gender nonconformity in schools. This is Nazi-ass shit, literally. The Nazis attacked the LGBTQ community. That was the first group they went after. The Proud Boys shifted their focus in 2022. Abruptly shifted their focus, according to this Vice News piece. Proud Boys abruptly shifted their focus to anti-LGBTQ action in 2022. Vice News tracked Proud Boy activity over the years, showing the far-right street fighting gangs change in tactics as the GOP pushed a new culture war. Proud Boys remain an active menace across the U.S. We watched videos from just a couple weeks ago of literal Nazis marching through the streets of Ohio. Even amid significant hurdles this year, such as infighting uh, their top brass facing serious federal sedition conspiracy charges, prominent members flipping on the gang in a terrorist designation in New Zealand. Despite unprecedented scrutiny, the far-right street fighting... (laughs) Every time they say street fighting gang, I sing the Rolling Stones in my head.
The far-right street fighting gang has continued to act as brazenly as ever and sought legitimacy through the illusion of civic engagement. Dozens of uniformed members have marched through the streets of Long Island in broad daylight. Others shook hands with Trump-endorsed Republican candidates ahead of the midterm. Some have battled college students on university campuses. Here, here's, here's a video of them marching through the streets. These are the proud boys. You cannot be fucking serious. Making uh, gestures that are oddly Nazi looking. Oddly, that's probably not the right word, but overwhelmingly since June, the biggest focus for the Proud Boys this year has been anti-LGBTQ activism, a hard pivot from its actions in the first half of the year. Proud Boys in at least 11 different states showed up to venues such as libraries and restaurants to intimidate drag shows, especially events touted as family-friendly, such as drag brunches or the popular reading series Drag Queen Story Hour. Vice News has tracked Proud Boy activity since dozens of their members, including leadership, were implicated in the violent riot at the Capitol on January 6th. Our database of Proud Boy activity for the last two years offers insight into their priorities, regional strongholds, and their resilience. While Proud Boy activity took a slight downturn this year compared to last, it remains on track to outpace their activity in 2020. Softball Saul, good evening. What a bunch of losers indeed. Right-wingers are morons. Oh, yeah! I wish these fucks could feel embarrassment. Do Ninja Fart. Good evening, my friend. Sudden Apollo, what is up? We got some new people in here. My name is Justin Freakin. I do a news rundown Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. If you'd like to know where I stand politically, I can sum up my political beliefs with one simple phrase. I would give anything in the world to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. So whatever side of the political spectrum, whatever philosophy I need to adopt to make that happen, that's what I'm doing. Give me that eye pussy, sir. Prior to January 6th, under the leadership of former, uh, former chairman Enrico Tario, who was in jail awaiting trial for seditious conspiracy charges, the gang became known for large, high-profile rallies that brought together hundreds of members from chapters around the country in one place like Washington, D.C. or Portland, Oregon. The results were black and gold quasi-paramilitary spectacles that reeked of beer and testosterone, regularly descended into violence, and attracted media and law enforcement scrutiny. After January 6th, partly at the urging of Tario, the group switched tactics. Local chapters burrowed into the, their communities and forged alliances with other right-wing activists around whatever the culture war issue du jour was. While the Proud Boys used to largely host rallies where they were the headliners, now they come in to act as the muscle for other reactionary groups, as according to Cassie Miller, a senior research analyst with the Southern Poverty Law Center. A fantastic group who I give money to, and if you have money to throw around, definitely go help them out. They provide legal services to poor people in the South. Desperately needed. 2021, that meant Proud Boys showing up at local anti-vax rallies or storming school board meetings along with right-wing parents over issues like masking requirements or critical race theory. 
the outset of 2022, a few chapters of the Proud Boys half-heartedly joined forces with the anti-vaccine Trucker Freedom Convoy, which made its way across the country from California to Washington, D.C. Totally fizzled out. I added that. That's not in the Vice article. To demand that non-existent vaccine mandates be rescinded, unsurprisingly, the movement fizzled. I'm sorry, I hadn't read ahead. They did use the word fizzle. Then, Proud Boys started joining the fray for other right, uh, far-right extremists who were trying to build inroads into the well-established anti-abortion movement, which was energized by a flurry of regressive state bills rolling back reproductive rights and a newly conservative majority on the Supreme Court. Both sides of the abortion debate were animated in early May when Politico published a leaked draft opinion signaling the Supreme Court was poised to gut Roe v. Wade. The Proud Boys' response to the news did little to suggest that their interest in the abortion issue was based on anything other than misogyny. Ha ha ha, fuck you whores, wrote Tulsa's Proud Boy chapter on Telegram after the draft opinion was leaked. Some places such as Florida, Arizona, California, New Hampshire, and Georgia, they took to the streets to intimidate and troll pro-abortion protesters. Hey, get out here. Here we, hey, we go. America. Come on, guys. Yeah. Say something. Proud boys weren't Our created streets. by the FBI. Our streets. Fuck Antifa. Fuck Antifa. Fuck Antifa. Fuck Antifa. Fuck Antifa. Christian ears. We love you. Thank, thank you, guys. No, they weren't. You can literally, you can literally go and watch Gavin McGinnis talk about founding the the Proud Boys and where it started. The history is well documented. No, apparently Tario flipped. I mean, you say uh huh, but I mean you can Gavin is very vocal he has a show called censored or uncensored or whatever it was Kanye West was on there talking about his love for Hitler the other day god damn right wiggers are morons earlier this year with vaccine and mask requirements becoming a thing of the past the right were left directionless and in need of a new culture war to stoke grievances over. So in April, when Disney publicly opposed Florida's controversial Don't Say Gay law, which bars teachers from educating kids under the age of 12 about anything related to sexual orientation or gender identity, the far right pounced. The right quickly coalesced around a baseless narrative claiming that any kind of family entertainment or education involving pro-LGBTQ themes was tantamount to grooming or pedophilia. That included LGBTQ characters as Disney movies, LGBTQ teachers wearing pride badges to school, and especially drag events that were branded family-friendly. Also became a smokescreen to justify ongoing attacks against the LGBTQ community, particularly young transgender people, and inspired a record number of bills targeting the LGBTQ community. This multi-pronged attack against the community came as the Christian right, having been handed a big W on abortion, began setting their sights on overturning the national right to gay marriage. Because of course they are. So, Operation Mockingbird, yet you listen to the news. What the fuck does that mean? 
Do you have something you'd like to say? My phone lines in Discord... Well, my phone lines might not be open. You don't sound like you're very intelligent, but I'll give you the opportunity to uh, make your case. 917-830-4359, or you can hop in the Discord. But I mean... Coming in here and talking about how the Proud Boys were, were uh, an operation by the feds, when I can literally show you Gavin talking about how he founded the Proud Boys, I can show you talking uh, Gavin talking about how he's sticking shit up his ass to prove he's not gay or some shit. I know what Operation Mockingbird is. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Like, the history of, like, Gavin McGinnis was one of the co-founders of Vice News. If you watch any of their documentaries on the Proud Boys, Vice always has to go into, like, Vice was founded by Gavin McGinnis. The co-founder, was co-founded, Vice was co-founded by Gavin McGinnis, the founder of the Proud Boys. Vice denounces Gavin McGinnis and his white supremacy. Of course you won't call because you're an idiot and you won't be able to make your argument. I That's why I just break down and call right-wingers morons. Like, there's no reason for me to even engage with you fucks. You just say dumb shit. If I prove you, you wrong, you're just going to move the goalpost to something else dumb. And it's a waste of fucking time. I mean, I humor it because I like arguing with dumb people and it makes for good content. I don't see ground to any of you stupid fucks. Oh yeah, sure, you're a black trans independent. I believe that. <laughs> So we've been talking about how the right wing is targeting the LGBTQ community. The name of protecting children. It's just blood libel is what they're doing. But if you were to ask any of these right wingers if they support cops, they're all going to tell you like undoubtedly, unconditionally, they support cops. New details released in LCSO deputies arrest. Jared Eldridge caught by co-workers accused of soliciting a minor. Well, thank God. So many times when it comes to the cops, when they're caught by their co-workers, their co-workers cover it up. I can point you to the uh, Louisville Metro Police Department in Louisville, Kentucky. Police department did not expose their officers that were raping kids. No, no, they covered it up. So thank you to the Leon County uh, Sheriff's Office, which apparently caught one of their officers being a fucking pedo and a groomer and actually arrested him and fired him. This is shocking to me that that happened. 
This coming on the heels of a cop in Virginia that drove cross-country. He was grooming a young teenage girl. Killed her fucking family. Died in a shootout, but apparently he uh, shot himself. The cops were not able to take him out. A former Leon County deputy was arrested and fired after being accused of soliciting a minor. 27-year-old Jared Eldridge was arrested Thursday and released on a $2,000 bond the same day. Eldridge was caught by his co-worker, an undercover detective posing as a 14-year-old girl named Jenny. Oh, so they didn't even have intentions of catching their co-worker. This was an entrapment. I have a lot of problems with cops doing these entrapment stings. The detective posted on a site often used by people trying to solicit minors and received a message from Eldridge, who was using the username The Bad Piper. The two exchanged dozens of messages, and Eldridge sent a photo of himself, court records say. That's when the detective recognized him as a fellow LCSO employee and someone he'd gone to the law enforcement academy with. The detective then asked Eldridge to switch over to text, but Eldridge suggested another app that automatically deletes messages. According to a probable cause affidavit, Eldridge sent obscene pictures to the detective, whom he believed to be Jenny, and asked her to send pictures to him. Eldridge attempts to arrange a meeting with Jenny, suggesting they engage in sexual acts. Eldridge is now facing one count of using a computer to seduce, solicit, or lure a child, and one count of transmitting material harmful to minors by electronic device or equipment. LCSO announced the deputy's arrest Thursday on its Facebook page. LCTV reached out to the Leon County Sheriff's Office for comment, but was told the sheriff was not available. At least they did something about it, but I wonder how public the sting was. If they were worried they'd be able to get away with covering it up. Or if maybe this cop just actually did some good policing for one. So often what you see from police is absolute nonsense. Like this cop who says she OD'd on fentanyl. Uh, it doesn't say where this happened. Find out. Perhaps this NBC News hit will tell us. Yeah, possible exposure. This could just be the, the raw news. Said they're releasing this video. difficult footage of an officer who Exute. is now doing okay as a warning about how dangerous. Thank you for being a freaking follower. This is Anika Hope. It apparently happened on December 13th, but I still don't know exactly where it happened. Again. She did not OD on fentanyl. I can say that with 100% certainty before we watch this. Yeah, advised possible exposure. Tavares police said they're releasing this difficult footage of an officer who is now Ooh, doing okay yeah. as a warning about... Veer 7, thank you for being a freaking follower. Courtney Sullivan with the Tavares Police Department said Officer Courtney Bannock found drugs on a passenger during a traffic stop Monday night. She said she just barely opened it, saw that it was, you know, narcotics, closed it quickly. Sullivan said Bannock wore gloves as she always did. The officers agreed to test the substance back at the department, trying to avoid exposure because it was windy. Next thing you know, 
I, I bet it comes back to be like fucking uh, powdered donut residue or some shit. You know, she was trying to key up on the radio, and you could hear in the radio. Got her a little too. Almost like she was choking. We just launched. It sounded weird. Sullivan said the. She's having a panic attack because of fucking misinformation like this. I love it. <laughs> I know freebase cocaine, but now the pastor. Pastor, it's a sermon I've already heard before. I must have about had me a little toot. I love that fucking video. She watched one too many Fox News segments. That's exactly right, Pepe. The officers found Bannock in and out of consciousness. They got Bannock out of the car and ran to get the emergency medication Narcan. He's having a panic attack. A small window to get to the hospital and to get the care that you need. She's breathing. Hey, stay with me, okay? The body camera footage shows Officer Bannock reviving, <laughs> even talking. <laughs> Not long after, she's passed out again. They administered a third Narcan. Officer Bannock <laughs> survived. He's saying that. Oh, she survived. In general, really wants um, others to take away from this so that these drugs are dangerous. They're dangerous for not only yourself but others surrounding you. We're told the officer is at home recovering, and she believes the wind did contribute to her overdose. Police also say that the person involved will likely face felony charges, but they're still investigating. Bullshit. Anika Hope, Wesh, tune in. I want, it, I want to send it off to an independent lab. Tell me what the fuck that substance was, because it wasn't fentanyl. I, I was hoping NBC News would do it for me, but they didn't. Uh, any doctor will tell you that just touching fentanyl is not enough to OD. It is absolutely impossible. It does not work that way. She was also wearing gloves, so there was no skin contact with it. She was having a panic attack, or it was faked. It was faked for propaganda. I am upset that NBC News did not correct it. Uh, let's do let's do a couple more serious things before we moved in move into the bullshit. We got bullshit to talk about. And then I feel like Curiouser might have made some food, and like now I'm getting the munchies. I feel I feel like I smell like it Texas toast. Yeah, there's pasta on the stove. I knew I smelt it. Mmm. I did not have the munchies until I smelt that. <laughs> but but I mean, it's not like I'm gonna leave you hanging though. We've got we got that we got that news. It be news, and we got to find out what that news be doing. Oh shit, we're up against the commercial break on Twitch. So let's uh. Let's take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about if the U.S. government is going to take up a ban on TikTok. Carrie Lake has uh, a real odd speech she makes where uh, she makes some sexual overtones towards Donald Trump. Or just overt comes out and says she wants to fuck him. We're going to talk about Elon Musk, Taylor Lorenz, Matt Bender, all that good shit. You know you're going to get it. 
Plus, I, I wasn't going to play the uh, video of the Washington Post workers getting laid off because it's kind of old news at this point. But if you haven't seen the video, I'm going to show you that video because I have a really funny video of Don Jr. to play after that. Plus, apparently Steven, uh, Steven Crowder has quit. All that and more on the other side of the break here on the Troll Patrol. Bye. Oh, man, was loaded up. I know. $75. Thank you for the compliment on the merch. We're going to have to get some pussy candles on the store eventually. You know, when I get big enough uh, to have actual, you know, a, a company make merch for me, I want to do little, like, uh, Fu Manchus. You know how you have the little mustaches you can hold up? A little Fu Manchu you can hold up. <laughs> Underwear with a Fu Manchu where your dick is. <laughs> I got I got all kinds of ideas. I was gonna I was gonna do this as a as a bit. Uh on the like Friday Night Freak Show uh was a radio show I did in college at one time. I was making plans to do a TV show. I wrote the first episode of what the TV show would look like, you know, a David Letterman style late night comedy show. The first comedy bit I was going to do was like merch that we're going to sell in the store. It was going to be you know, a little popsicle stick with a Fu Manchu on it, the underwear with the, the Fu Manchu. But then I was going to be like, we're, we have Justin freaking action figures and it'd be a Jesus that I drew a Fu Manchu on. <laughs> that was, that was the punchline of the bit. Give you guys a meme. I haven't I haven't showed you guys a meme the entire show. I've I've teased a meme. When keeping it real goes wrong. I don't think Twitter is dead yet. I can tell you that being on Twitter on Thursday night after the stream, because like I I went a little uh, early. Like I think on, on Thursday night we went like an hour and a half or something. Like I don't think I was on as long as I usually am. <laughs> so I was I was off early and like I was kind of paying attention to what was going on and I was seeing the the meltdown that Elon was having in real time. And the and the journalists talk about oh, oh my god, I just got banned and yada yada all the all the different responses. Get into that here in just a second. We've got some real news to talk about. Then to Twitter, let's talk about TikTok. Nancy Pelosi is undecided if the U.S. House will take up TikTok government device ban. Comes after several states have banned their government workers from being able to use uh, TikTok on their government phones. Probably not a bad decision, but as I brought up earlier... I wish that we could move forward and have a a bill of rights regarding our digital data and our digital footprint and that we have a right to that data and that companies can't just harvest it without our express consent. But that's just me and I live in a fucking fantasy world. We live in a late stage capitalist hellscape where this sure as fuck isn't going to happen. 
they will fearmonger about the Chinese company that's doing the exact same thing all the U.S. companies are doing. By the way, I feel like this is a good time to point out that the government does not need a warrant for anything that a, a tech company gives over to them willingly, and they will give over anything willingly. And if you gave over that data to the tech company willingly, the government does not need a warrant to get that. So be sa- like, here's, here's one of the things. I'm on board with the fact that in order to progress as a society, we need to give up a lot of our privacy so that some of these apps have the data it needs in order. I use GPS as an example of this. And I wasn't, I wasn't convinced of this until I watched the dude does the does the uh, uh, third industrial revolution? It's a documentary you can go watch on Vice. So like GPS, if you if you used a GPS back in the mid two thousands, like in, in two thousand six, they sucked. They sucked really bad. They would tell you that there are roads where there are no roads. They tell you go under, you know, take this bridge, and like the bridge doesn't exist yet or it's being built. Like they were they were horrible. They'd wig out for no reason. Uh, just you were hearing a lot of like GPS uh, taking trucks on these on these small roads and shit. But the more and more that we fed GPS data, the more and more we gave up of our data. Now that everybody has a phone that's feeding uh, their GPS data into the system. It can tell you exactly how long you're going to be stuck in a wreck. It's amazing. To the fucking second. And it's on It's on point. It is spot the fuck on. And that is only because we have willingly gave up our data and being able to fed it back into the system so that the system became better. Now, there are all kinds of practical applications for the public health, giving up our, our, our health data uh, to be able to make public health decisions. This is something that in order to progress as a society, we're going to have to get used to is giving up a certain amount of privacy in order to make things better. In order to do that, we need to have a serious conversation about our data. Who legally owns it? What companies can and cannot do with it? And unfortunately, our government is woefully unprepared to do that because we got idiots like Nancy Pelosi who, like, you think... Nancy probably uses a place Candy Crush on her smartphone and that's about it, right? Maybe she gets emails. Maybe she knows how to use email. But for the, for the most part, the people running our government right now have no idea how computers or the internet even work. So having them make uh, laws and regulations about, and this is, we need to be having this discussion now. We needed to be having this discussion 10 fucking years ago. But unfortunately, we've got people that don't even know how the internet works running the government and it's going to be a long time uh, before they give up the reins of power, unfortunately. Yeah. Probably too late now, War Machine.
So that's all the caveats and the nuance before we cover. Speaker Nancy Pelosi said on Thursday that she has yet to decide whether the U.S. House of Representatives will join the Senate in backing legislation to bar federal government employees from using Chinese-owned TikTok on government-owned devices. And also, like, so... The NSA has access to Google, Twitter, YouTube. Fucking, there's probably a fucking Fed assigned to me right now watching our... Our, our fucking stream. Matt Taibbi been going off on uh, the feds and the Twitter files or policing jokes on Twitter. Like, this is some fucking surprise. I know what the NSA is. I know what they've been up to uh, since the Bush administration. But there is an issue with China doing it. There is an issue with China having access to government employee location. Uh, China is a major investor in Discord and apparently had a hand in stirring the pot on January the 6th using Discord servers. So there are implications to everyone having a app that is feeding China data on their phone. There's implications to everyone having an app that's feeding the U.S. government data on their phones. I, the other day when I went to the Thanksgiving and there were teenagers and it was like the first time I've ever been around a teenager. Uh, uh, the lady I was, I was seeing had some conversation about birth control with one of the, the young ladies or something. And I was like, delete any birth control app you have. And she's like, why would I do that? And I'm like, they're cracking down on abortions, miscarriages and shit. They will use that data to prosecute you. And I was sure to tell her the government does not need a warrant for data that you gave up to a private company willingly. And that a private company is giving up to the government, which they all do. God, that's a, a lot of caveats to talk about this story. We're checking with the administration just in terms of language, not in terms of being opposed to the idea, Pelosi told reporters. I don't know that we will that it will be on the agenda next week, but it's very, very important. The House uh, needs to pass the Senate bill before next week's expected end of the congressional session. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy said on Twitter, Pelosi should immediately uh, allow an up or down vote. On the TikTok government device bill. Kevin McCarthy probably said on TikTok. If the House approved that, and I like, fuck. I had to jump onto it. I had to jump onto TikTok. I'm on TikTok. I didn't want to sign in on my phone, but that was the only way I could get it to, you know, follow all my contacts. So I did that so I could be more popular on TikTok. It's worked out. I've gained like a hundred followers in the in the past month. 30 of which have been in like the past couple of days. The freaking news is are very, uh, they're tailor made for TikTok. So it's a good thing that I'm on there now, but I'm, I'm on the, I'm, I'm on the internet. I'm, I'm a wannabe influencer. So like have at my data, but everybody else needs to 
be aware of what is being done with their data. I had this earlier. I was going to talk about this uh, when we were talking about Marjorie. I was going to talk about this before Marjorie Taylor Greene and the vibrators. Somehow we transitioned into into that way easier. Having to take the detour with Carrie Lake being creepy towards Donald Trump. Apparently Carrie Lake lives in sexual anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy? Or would like to have some sexual anarchy with Donald Trump, judging from this clip. And of course I want to thank the most amazing man in my life. I know you're thinking I'm going to say my husband, but he's the second most amazing man in my life. <laughs> I want to thank President Donald J. I'm going to get to thanking my husband here in a second, but the most important man in my life is Donald Trump, who I'd absolutely let grab me by the pussy. You live in sexual anarchy? Oh yeah, some asshole was trying to argue with me on Twitter. Like, do you really think vaccinations work? Or do you really believe vaccinations work? I was like, I don't believe it. I know it. I can show you the data. I can show you the fucking data. Now, we do have an issue with the whole idea of the, the bi, bivalent uh, uh, update to the, the bivalent booster is only as effective as the... I, I don't know how to, how to say it. It's not as effective as they hoped it would be, but is, is still effective at preventing hospitalization. There is, and I didn't want to get into COVID tonight. We're into the fun shit now. I guess this is fun. Fun shit. Fun is relative. Fun is relative here, guys. But I'm really worried uh, about the fact that China is lifting the restrictions quickly. Uh, and apparently didn't really have a plan for doing so and is is basically just going to let it rip now and is probably not the best course of action because that could produce and they have a they have a population which is uh they're vaccinated but to a lower rate than we are with a less effective vaccine and just letting it rip could re- like yes it's very contagious presently there's a lot of people getting sick we've got this, this triple pandemic of S, uh, S- RSV uh, a, a virulent strain of the flu Strep is going around in in England. Strep A has killed 15 children. I think it's up to now. But if they just let COVID rip in China, in their, their what, 2.3, 2.5 billion population, which has some immunity via vaccination, very little immunity via uh, natural immunity, 
They're going to produce some weird fucking variants. And that coming at a time when the rest of the world is just starting to build an immunity against what is going around. This is not a, a good recipe. And this is yet another reason why, you know, government should probably coordinate on things like this. Yeah, Dustin, Dustin. Uh, oh, I was, <laughs> I was getting ready to pull up my freaking news on it, but I actually didn't do a freaking news on it. I did a freaking news at Kanye. Kanye stopped paying rent. But yeah, Twitter also stopped paying rent. San Francisco investigating them for their, their weird hotel rooms. But one more story. One more story before we do Twitter. Uh, I'm going to take you to somebody who I keep seeing on Twitter despite the fact that I do not follow. I guess it's because I respond. I see his tweets and I fucking respond and call him out. Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse talking about free speech we'll do here. anything they can to come after us, and I'm talking about conservatives right now. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at the censorship with Elon Musk, what he's exposing, Charlie Kirk was blacklisted. A bunch of other conservatives were blacklisted on Twitter. They're preventing our voices from being heard, and soon they're going to take away our rights, and they're going to persecute us, and it's going to it's going to come. People yeah. are going to try to like throw trials on us, and they're going to try to silence us, and they're going to try to take over the United States. The next part, the next part of, of that statement is, so we need to do it first because they're enemies and they're coming after us. That's how they, that's how they justify the bullshit that they are pulling. The victim complex. They're being, that's another thing. Had some dude on Twitter was like, yeah, people are being silenced. Here, watch this guy, and it was a slickly produced piece of propaganda on a major news outlet. The dude was like, I called him the Tom Clancy of of history infotainment, but he was British, since I didn't know who he was, so I had to look him up. And he had like a million fucking uh, documentaries that he had produced about like ancient aliens and shit. It was it was mind-numbingly bad shit that he was producing in mass. Just so he can sell as much, make as much content as he can so he can fleece as many people as he can. And he jumped on the COVID bandwagon. I saw it just immediately after I saw the clip. And I'm like, motherfuckers, if if you are, are sending me someone who says they're being censored and they're sitting in a, a TV, a multi-million dollar TV studio with slick production... And they have this entire resume of shit they've produced. You're an idiot. You are falling. You're falling for a marketing ploy. This asshole here at America Fest by TP USA, this multi-million-dollar event they're putting on. Look at the stage they're sitting on. We've 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 covered. Look at the those screens, those planar screens behind them. Fucking, that's 10 grand, 15 grand right there. I, I used to do installs of those planar screens. All that fucking signage they've had made, like those chairs or TPUSAs. Like, this is a, a, a very well-funded organization. They're not being censored. 
How, how like right wingers why are you so goddamn dumb why do you fall for this if people in multi-million dollar tv studios are telling you they're being censored they're lying to you they're lying to you But if you want to give somebody money that actually is being censored. Have you heard the freaking news? YouTube, Facebook, and all of big tech are trying to do a cancel culture on Justin Freakin'. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Help the channel stay alive and grow by subscribing or following, and be sure to turn on notifications. <laughs> That's the, that's the shirt I'm wearing right now. Like that's, when you see my cartoon characters, that's how spot on I am with, with my cartoons. I own the shirts that you will see my cartoon character wearing. That's the, that's the attention to detail I put into my, my avatars. They doing a cancel culture on Justin Freegan. No, no, no. I mean, this is like, it is like my sixth Twitter account that I have right now. Fuckers. And Elon uh, kept talking about bringing back people that had been banned. I want my original Twitter account back. I want Mr. Justin Freakin' back. Where I actually have followers. I actually have like 500, 600 followers. Elon Musk re-enabled Twitter accounts for several journalists he banned over the at Elon Jet. Do I still... Oh, that was on Thursday's show. I shared the Facebook page for at Elon Jet. Uh, he posted uh, that he was in, uh, what, Doha for the World Cup. Uh, is, that the is that the name of the city? Or that's just where his plane landed, but I knew he was there because I follow Elon Jet. So he posted on Twitter, like, I'm at the World Cup. I was like, I knew that because I saw where your plane landed earlier, fucker. Ran a second poll asking his followers when they should be let back onto Twitter. And the answer, now, one, their accounts have been reactivated. While Musk continues to claim, they doxed my location. Now we watched the video that Elon doxed the person that he accused of being a stalker. Elon Musk has started to lift the suspensions of some journalists on Twitter after rerunning a poll asking if he should unsuspend accounts who doxed my exact location in real time. The journalist did not reveal his real time location, which is true. Out of the two poll options, now one with 58.7% of the responses beating in seven days. There are almost 3.7 million responses to the poll. God damn. Journalists from a variety of outlets, including the New York Times, CNN, NBC, The Intercept, and more had their accounts suspended on Thursday, most of them after tweeting about at Elon Jet, a Twitter account that tracked the SpaceX-owned private jet Elon Musk uses based on publicly available FAA flight tracking data. The Elon Jet account was suspended from twi uh, Twitter prior to the strike against the other accounts, but survived on other platforms, which is potentially the reason you can't tweet a link to many instances of Mastodon, a decentralized Twitter alternative. This time, uh, yeah, the free speech absolutist is blocking his competition, blocking people from being able to share publicly available information. 
This time of writing, the accounts belonging to Lynette Lopez and at Elon Jet still remain suspended. Meanwhile, the accounts for CNN's Donnie O'Sullivan, the New York Times' Ryan Mack, the Washington Post's Drew Harwell, Mashable's Matt Bender, and the majority reports Matt Bender, the Intercept's Micah Lee, and the at Joy Macedon account are once again visible on the platform. Shortly after reinstating these accounts, Musk also suspended the Washington Post reporter Taylor Lorenz after she reached out to Musk for a comment on a story. Her last tweet was a reply to Musk's post about a violent stalker. He says followed his family, and it read, Hi, Elon. Uh, At Drew Harwell and I sent you a couple emails about this. We've learned some information that we'd like to share and discuss with you. We're taking this very seriously and want to ensure this is pursued in the right way. Speculation is that... um, She's got some information that somebody wasn't actually stalking Elon. Now, we know Elon is a pathological liar. Even his ex-wife called him out about holding his child as his child died. That is how disgusting of a liar Elon is. An update shared on Lorenz's Substack newsletter. She says she received zero communication from the company on why she was suspended. My colleague Drew Harwell, who was also who has also been suspended, and I have been working on a story involving Elon, and we're hoping to get a comment from him. When I went to log in and see if he had responded to our query, I was suspended. Musk later said Lorenz was suspended for prior doxing action. Her account has since been reinstated. Musk has announced that accounts who doxed my location will have their suspension lifted now. This week, Twitter updated its policy to ban sharing live location information as well as links to third-party URLs of travel routes, specifically using Twitter to shut down people commenting on him, which is exactly what we all said that he was going to do. Time the journalists were initially suspended, Twitter head of trust and safety, Ella Irwin, told The Verge, we don't make exceptions to this policy for journalists or any other accounts. Musk also made his feelings on the matter clear with the language of his poll, and through various follow-up tweets, he also implied that the flight tracker had some connection to a crazy stalker who encountered a car that was carrying one of his children, and that the person blocked, uh, and that the person Blocked car from moving and climbed onto hood. However, the LAPD says no crime report has been filed about such an incident. That's what you do when something like that happens. You don't go to Twitter and whine about it. Musk hopped in on a chat that was going on with journalists. Uh... I believe this was after they had yeeted Bender from the chat. You can see that Cody Johnston is in there. Keffel's in there. Uh, several high-profile journalists are in this chat. This is one of the spaces, Twitter space. It's a, it's a remnant of Periscope. And they were discussing what was going on in real time. This was as Elon was banning people. In the last few hours with a, a handful of journalists uh, being banned. Lenny, good evening. Uh, yeah. Um, well, as I'm sure everyone who's been doxing uh, would agree, you know, uh, showing real-time uh, information 
about somebody's location is uh, inappropriate, and I think everyone on this call would not like that to be done to them. And and there is not going to be any distinction in the future between journalists, so-called journalists. Now, it was Bender that pointed this out on the Majority Report when he played this clip. Elon's the only one speaking at this moment, so Elon is typing as he is speaking. Apparently, he was putting up that poll that we just read about as he's on with this this uh, spaces thing, because all the rest of the, the the hosts, the speakers, are muted at the time. Balance and and regular people. Everyone's going to be treated the same. You're not special because you're a journalist. You're you're just you're, you're a Twitter. You're just you're a citizen. Um, so uh, no special treatment. Now, I would like to point out that um, journalists are special just because they're journalists. They are literally protected, enshrined in the First Amendment. Um, your docs, your docs, you get suspended. End of story. Um, so, and, and, and I have no expectation and, 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 and of privacy when you are flying into public like, airspace. This is correct. Clever about it. Like, oh, I posted a link to the real time information. It's obviously. Uh, that is obviously simply trying to evade the, the, the meaning. That is, there's no different than, paste, than actually showing real-time information. Um, so uh, when you're saying posting a link to it, I mean, the, some of the people like Drew and, and Ryan Mack uh, from the New York Times who were, were banned were, were, you know, they were reporting on it in the course of sort of pretty normal journalistic endeavors. Um, you consider that like a tricky attempt at ban evasion? You show the link to the real-time information, ban evasion, obviously. I, I, Drew, I don't think you were posting the real-time information. You link to the FAA, and it's ban evasion. Right? I mean, you're, you're suggesting that we're sharing your uh, address, which is not not true. Um, and you're suggesting that we're, we're posting... We never... Uh, I, I never posted your address. You posted a link to the address. We posted a link. We in in the course of reporting about Elon Jet, we posted links to Elon Jet, which are now not absolute um, and now banned on on Twitter. And and Twitter also, of course, marks even the Instagram and math high enough for the shit Elon Jet as as harmful. Using you know, we have to admit, acknowledge, using the same exact link blocking technique that you have criticized as part of the. Hunter Biden, New York Post story in 2020. So what is different yeah, here it's, it's and there? No more acceptable for me. It's, it's no more acceptable for me, for you, than it is for me. Same thing. So anyway. Uh, so it's unacceptable what you're nope, doing? There he goes. No. What, you, you, you ducks, you get suspended, end of story. That's it. Elon, I have to ask, I mean, I think what everyone's wondering is it's highly unusual for journalists at the Washington Post and the New York Times to be have their Twitter accounts suspended. And it just so happens that it's, you know, the the, the boss in charge, you know. Uh, so, you know, what's the deal there? Oh, I think I think Elon has uh, has left. I guess that's unfortunate. Trump stays with a tech yeah. veneer. That's a great description. Yeah. What the difference is there? You know, man, not I trying to. So many, I was raring yeah. to go, guys. <laughs> I know, I was too. <laughs> I was going to order a cyber truck. I just want to say, sorry, I don't want to. I was going to order a cyber truck. You know, this this is reporting, right? There is value to reporting where people go. You know, most of what Elon Jet shared was him going to the factory in California or the factory in Texas, where he constantly posts that he's at anyway. 
I love that this was shared out by the Bongino report. Like, they think this video somehow owns the libs. But, like, I, I think it paints Elon in a very bad light, which, I mean, it doesn't take much. A lot of websites jumping on uh, Taylor Lorenz. Such as Libs of TikTok. Taylor Lorenz, the person who doxed me, was just suspended from Twitter. This was the last tweet from Taylor Lorenz. I think we... We read it earlier. It was just her asking for a comment. This is the... TikTok Lorenz shared out after being banned on Twitter. Hey guys, the rumors are true. I have been permanently suspended by Twitter. I was given zero reason, only had three tweets on my account. Two of them were promoting my other social media channels, um, which you guys should follow. Taylor Lorenz at Instagram.com, TaylorLorenz.substack.com. Have a new YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, I was suddenly logged out. Why is Titanic, why is Celine Dion playing in the background? I just had those two tweets and a tweet where I asked Elon for comment today, revealing zero information. Um, super crazy. Uh, Elon seems to be banning anyone he disagrees with, and I certainly um, didn't violate any terms that I was aware of. So um, that's the story right now, but follow me on Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube, pretty much every other social media. I'm just at Taylor Lorenz. <laughs> And I'm here with my fellow band user, Ryan Mack. You know, once you get banned, you have these kind of meetups. Um, and so we're at our local meetup. Hey, guys. Once you get banned, you've been blackballed. Uh, I just... So the right wing response has been, but Twitter is a private company. That's what you all always said. To which I tweeted out somebody and said, when we pointed out that Twitter was a private company, quite often we're saying that this is the result of capitalism and the capitalist incentive. I've said it so many times. Social media isn't targeting conservatives. Social media has an incentive to crack down on speech and sanitize it for their advertisers. So when we talk about Twitter being a private company, yes, they can make the rules. That's us telling you that doesn't mean that we're saying it's a good thing. But a lot of the accounts that you guys will point to and be like, oh, they got banned. Like, oh, yeah, they were dead naming a trans person over and over again. That it was against Twitter's rules. I, these journalists clearly weren't doing anything other than annoying Elon. We're pointing out the hypocrisy because Elon's the one that claimed he was the free speech absolutist and that uh, he was going to be restoring free speech. And like everybody's saying, like, well, if you don't like Elon, you must hate free speech. No, no, you guys are just idiots. This has, this has nothing to do with free speech. This has everything to do with a billionaire just retaliating against people you don't like. 
I'm sure, I'm sure Fox's The Five had some astute commentary about it. After getting just a tiny taste of censorship, Elon Musk going on a late night massacre, temporarily suspending the accounts of at least a half a dozen left-wing reporters from the New York Times. This is the best thing that ever happened to Matt Bender, though. He even gave a little time out to the guy who used to be Keith Olbermann. Musk claimed probably Aaron Rupar and Keith Overman as well. Nation coordinates by sharing an account that tracks his. <laughs> maybe not the be- maybe maybe uh, Sports Center was the best thing that ever happened to Keith Overman, but like this this could help revitalize Keith Overman, who had been pretty irrelevant for a while. Yeah, taste of yeah, this, they they act like you know this don't exist. Have you heard the freaking news? YouTube, Facebook, and all of big tech are trying to do a cancel culture. I'm still salty about the fact that YouTube, by the way, uh, this is this is like a celebration stream. Uh, this is the stream that puts me over the the cash out amount. I finally get a check from YouTube tonight because of this stream. Like I was I was like three cents away from it. So this, unless somebody claims copyright on my stream and then I don't end up getting my 14 cents, tonight is the night I finally get a YouTube check. I mean, I won't get it tonight, but I'll get it like in the next month. It is taking this fucking long. I'm, I'm still salty about them. Uh, gave me a seven day ban through the election for nothing. For nothing. Rupert is awesome. Uh, like, I use him, like, he fucking puts the clips, a lot of the clips that we watch on this show come from Aaron Rupert. So, like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. But I told Curious her, like, I need to go buy us dinner. Using the YouTube cash. But man, my growth was like straight the fuck up through the election and they banned me on the election week. I was banned for seven days starting like three days before the election. My engagement plummeted. Fuck off, YouTube. Why? Why? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Right-wingers, they think like uh, we haven't had a taste of censorship, that the left hasn't been censored all along. Real time. The billionaire points to an incident in L.A. this week where a stalker jumped on the top of his where car. Where it looks like this dude, and we, we don't even have any evidence that he jumped on top of his car. Showing real-time Fox! Fox didn't censor the license plate. His kid was in and said this. Fox didn't censor the license plate. Okay, so if it turns out that this dude wasn't stalking Elon and that Elon doxed him... Like, Fox could be in some, like, legal trouble over putting this dude's license plate on TV. Fuck. Showing real-time uh, information about somebody's location is uh, inappropriate, and I think everyone on this call would not like that to be done put to them. And and there's not going to be any distinction in the future between journalists and also, like, and, and regular people. Everyone's going to be... Let's talk about the hypocrisy of, like, libs of TikTok. Right-wingers were like, oh, they're just sharing publicly available information. One, they aren't. They lied. They were specifically targeting teachers. They were like, well, they weren't sharing real-time location of the teachers. If you name the teacher's school, you are sharing their real-time location. 
you name the teacher's school, you are sharing their real-time location. Because you can guess exactly where they are between 8 and 3 uh, on weekdays. Treat it the same. They're not special because you're a journalist. AOC is really mad, saying this. I get feeling unsafe, but descending into abuse of power and erratically banning journalists only increases the intensity around you. Take a beat and lay off the proto-fascism. Maybe try. He doesn't seem all that mad. Seems like you're trying to paint her as that. Beyond at the censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story, you're all of a sudden melting down. Watch. This seems really scary. Okay. The chaos, the the ego, the insults, uh, and the fact that he is bringing down an institution. And the Twitter is not the Republican Party, but it certainly feels like we're in the dying days of this platform unless something changes quickly. I think this raises a big question about what the free press, what the future of the free press on Twitter looks like. I worry about the chilling effect that this might have. On notice how Fox spends so much time covering other news organizations. Tesla and SpaceX. What if you're... We do media critique here, motherfuckers. You, you are supposed to be the news. Because he says, oh, that's against the rules. But so, so much of what Fox does is almost like YouTube reaction comment. Well, let's see what CNN and MSNBC are saying, and then we're going to react to it. Story, uh, <laughs> what would you like to say? I would like to say that I think that Elon Musk needs a content moderation team, that he needs the Trust and Safety Council to come back so that people could actually see that there were folks and not just one man deciding that because his feelings got hurt or he felt unsafe, even though that Elon jet account is just publicly available information right so let's be clear about that and that assassination i think fox melts down all the goddamn time it's weird that they accuse others of melting down to the police which seems strange and then donnie o'sullivan one of the reporters that we just showed um got suspended from twitter for just tweeting out the fact that the lapd had said that he didn't file a report it had nothing to do with his coordinates nothing to do with an assassination at all and the transition from Republicans being up in arms about preserving the First Amendment to, eh, you know, cry harder libs yep. is really something to behold. So he changes the terms of service a couple days ago to shut down the jet tracker, which he had explicitly... They've always got a token liberal on the, and on the, the panel. And the terms of service are so vague that, Jesse, if I took your picture right now... Yeah. And I pulled... Hold on, hold on. Now try it. Can I have your good side, though? Yeah. My good uh, side that side. <laughs> yeah. and I you do not have a good side, Walters. The geolocation of that would qualify as a violation of the terms and service. So I could be suspended for Twitter for harming you, for taking a picture of you right now and using just what's in so this app. So she's complaining the terms of service are no, vague and arbitrary. No, no. <laughs> That's so funny. But he just changed okay. it. No, I'm not oh, done. Oh, oh, please, continue. He's suspending people who are aggravating him, who are hurting his feelings, like Lynette yep. Lopez from Business Insider, who's been looking into him for years because of Tesla. That's a company that she covers. She just got suspended for putting up old information about him, about the fact that Elon Musk actually has a habit of doxing people that he doesn't like. From the Oh, yeah, I forgot all about that. You care about the First Amendment. You should all be in up in arms about this, especially the fact that he doesn't even have a committee of people paying okay, so attention. What's the, so what's the content moderation team going to do? So if you publish that picture of Jesse... Is that moderation team then going to explore? He doesn't have one. The intent of your posting of that picture. Yeah. So I would take. Yeah, sometimes their token lives Geraldo. The rules. So which Geraldo sometimes puts them in their place as well. It's amazing how none of these 
uh, journalists actually reference back to this. But Elon Musk said any I'll go argue with real time information on anyone will be suspended because Twitter considers that a physical safety violation, including posting links to sites with real-time location info. He said on a slightly delayed basis, that will, you will not be banned for that. So this is real-time information. So fine, have the content moderation team, but have the rules, spell the rules out, and reference back to them when somebody is banned. And I don't think anybody will take issue with somebody running a company who makes those decisions. The one-off decisions by... Elon Musk is what everybody's taking issue with in the subjective nature of that. So, Jessica, your sales pitch to us here today is that Elon Musk should adopt a content moderation team because it would somehow be less arbitrary and less opaque than what we've lived under for the past four or five years. Twitter had a content moderation team, mm -hmm. and it silenced people for any host of reasons they wanted at any given moment or any given suggestion by the FBI. And not just... No, that's not true. Dr. Jay Bhattacharya of Stanford University, who happened to push back on the latest COVID orthodoxy. What you're suggesting is let's go. They never tell you exactly what they said. Say that Elon Musk exercising arbitrary power is pay bacteria. Please don't sell me that what we had before was better. I believe in free speech, and I think more speech is always better. Elon says his line is doxing. And he also says, by the way, his plain information was not public, that it was but private. But that's not true. That well, let me, let me update you on that, because the FAA gives Elon a new plane identifier every month because of threats to his safety. But this guy, this Musk tracker, wrote software to hack it so he can get around that. So it's not just publicly available information. But it is. If you, sure. Okay. But if you are trying to assassinate Elon Musk or to steal his child, which is what he's alleging, you know how to get that information besides just going on Twitter and, and clicking on what Elon Jet has to say. It's and I would add available. that Bellingcat did an investigation of so the location of the car. So let's not make it easier to do car, on and it wasn't a platform at an airport. that he owns. Right? Just like you wouldn't want people to know where you were at every... Actually, they know where you are at 6 o'clock every single Bill day. Bellingcat does good work, too, by the way. That, you don't You're not following it. them. I just love the balling and baying and howling and hauling of these journalists who ignored all of these Twitter files. Like, I just love the balling and the bailing of these journalists. What the fuck, lady? At New York Times, it was up, up right on the webpage about Musk and Twitter and banning the journalists. They haven't covered these Twitter these Twitter files. What is there to cover in the Twitter files? All of them. The nefarious going-ons, the censorship, the election interference, nary a peep. But now this is newsworthy. Lady. Worthy. Because there. None of those things happened. I love it. But I am not surprised. The only thing I'm surprised uh, about with Elon Musk is... No, pure vitamin Q cures COVID. He spent... $44 billion on this money-losing sewage lagoon. He sure as shit did because he's stupid. Jesse, you understand this. Do you know how badly people whine and behave? I'm listening to you whine. I'm listening to you behave badly right now, man. So I had somebody on Twitter was like, they had to sue him to force him to buy it. And I'm like, no. They had to sue him to force him to go through with the contract that he signed, idiot. Right-wingers do not care about facts. Okay, okay, let's get through this real fast, because I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. Food smell is wafting in here.
I wasn't going to cover this because it's kind of old news, but because uh, I figured you'd seen it by now. Four days ago, the Washington Post laid off a bunch of their staff. Staff has some questions right now. We have questions. Yeah. Well, and I think because we're journalists, you should answer them because we're a news organization that values transparency. This is our only opportunity. So no, you have multiple opportunities. As representative of the Guild, we have representatives from the Post. You meet every week. You're meeting tomorrow. We're not going to turn This isn't only about the Guild. Sorry. Questions. Good gritty. Good evening. Fred, you talked about physicians getting eliminated. What are you going to do to protect people's jobs? Are they going to be treated like the magazine staffers were? Are you we'll going to have, try and we'll have more information as we move forward. Thank you very much. Is this a This is the Washington Post. This is employees at the Washington Post getting told there's going to be mass layoffs. And the I think this is the publisher. The town hall, our publisher dropped a bombshell. Publisher is usually the, the, that's like the president of the company of a newspaper. We'll have, we'll have more information as we move forward. Thank you very much. Is this a really 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 question? You should be disrespecting this room. You are disrespecting this room. I can't believe. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Staff has some questions right now. Questions. Just walks the fuck off. This happened on Thursday, but the reason I wanted to play it is because Donald Trump Jr.'s response to it is just goddamn hilarious. Finally dropped them from the cell phone plan or dropped them from their insurance, and now they got to function in the big person world for the first time ever. It's actually hilarious how they react to any challenge, any adversity, and it's actually really scary for the future of our country because I imagine a lot of this aligns up with that next generation. None of these kids these days or these young, uh, you know, aspiring journalists or whatever, they've never functioned in the real world and they live in some sort of fake utopia. So soup for my bread line. Thank you for the raid. Seven trolls who are not high enough for this shit. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta pack another bowl. But you came in just in time to hear Don Jr. bitching about the Washington Post uh, employees getting told about future layoffs. Don Jr. says they don't know what the real world is like. How they react to any challenge, any adversity, and it's actually really scary for the future of our country, because I imagine a lot of this aligns up with that next generation. None of these kids these days, or these young, uh, you know, aspiring journalists or whatever, they've never functioned in the real world, and they live- Crib cats, thank you for the follow. The parents of these journalists going to start calling into the Washington Post to complain because their child didn't get a participation medal, they did run a paper into the ground with their woke nonsense, and now we get to hear about their pouty, whiny voices. I mean, it sounds like a high school right now. Uh, people aren't getting their way, so they're going to complain. And guess what, folks? Like, welcome to the real world. And again, these activists, journalists, whatever you want to call them, Minty Treasure, thank you for being a freaking follower. I wish that Don Jr. could learn to feel embarrassment. 
As you saw in the thing, trolls are not high enough for this shit. I'm not high enough for this shit. Fortunately, you guys came towards the end. I'm still happy to have you. I'm Justin Freegan. I do a news rundown Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. We've, we've been uh, predominantly talking about how hypocritical the ride is. Proud Boys changed their focus uh, to attack the LGBTQ community. Marjorie Taylor Greene had a breakdown in Walmart over vibrators. Meanwhile, I, uh, I showed that the Southern Baptist Convention covered up their rape of children. We covered a cop that was arrested for solicitation of, the mi- of, of a minor. Fuzzy face, good evening. Oh, yeah. yeah, see, I'm sorry you guys missed out on a lot of the fun shit. Jake, my friend, good evening. Thank you for being a freaking follower. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I will. I'll flip back to Marjorie Taylor Greene here for just a second. We learned that Carrie Lake really wants to fuck Donald Trump. We watched a video where uh, she called Donald Trump the most important man in her life. It sounded it sounded very sexual. This is uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Many of your customers. Uh, she's she's riding to Walmart. Many of your customers in my district are reaching out to me about sex toys being sold in your Dalton store. They're just they're just vibrating massagers. They're not even labeled as sex toys. I mean they are sex. I mean they're they're clip massagers, yeah, sure. Or you I I've seen men use them. I've seen trans people use them. It's it's it, you can use them on your balls and your dick. I didn't know Walmart. I don't shop at Walmart. Uh, pretty pretty against Walmart. Pretty against giant corporations. So I had no idea what Walmart was and was not selling. You know, I, I remember being in Walmart when I was a kid. You had to you know, the fucking you couldn't buy a Marilyn Manson CD at Walmart. And if you could buy if you could buy a cool CD at Walmart, it was edited. Automod didn't like the butt plug. I would have thought when we did the story about the chess player that had the the anal beads up his ass, we would have we would have got that uh, we would have got butt plug approved by the Automod. We're just a bunch of woke moralists in here, though. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Gary Lake clip is amazing. But hey, if you guys want to go back and watch the Troll Patrol, it is totally on the YouTube. Some people do. Some people, they, they like other live Twitch streamers and they go back and they watch the Troll Patrol later. Totally cool. Not going to hurt my feelings, but it's more fun if you're here with us live, interacting with the show. And I take calls in, in Discord chats, like uncensored, unedited, unscreened. We get some dumb fucks calling in sometimes. Those nights are a lot of fun. At least for me, they are. I put the I put the being able to redeem the channel points to, to get me to hang up with people. Because sometimes I think I, I, I go a little too long. I let the dumb fucks go too long. Butt plug. Butt plug.
You live in sexual anarchy. You guys like Steven Crowder. Apparently, Steven Crowder has shocked the world and quit. I don't know what he quit. I don't know if there's some kind of clickbait headline. Oh, me neither, Jake. Me neither. We've, we've, we've got a saying around here. Right-wingers are morons. Oh, I've got new people. I should probably tell you about my political beliefs. Oh, no, Sam Cedar. What a fucking nightmare. Um, those of you who might wonder where I fall on the political spectrum. <laughs> I can sum it up with one simple phrase. Uh, I will give anything to piss and tank cringe. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I would, I would give anything, anything in the world to piss and Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. So whatever political philosophy I need to ascribe to that allows me to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open aisle. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm dying. I cracked myself up. Oh, whatever, whatever political philosophy I need to ascribe to to be able to piss in that man's eye pussy. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh. Anyway, Steven Crowder shocks the world and quits. Louder with Crowder future. Um, what's it? Louder with Crowder future depends on you. Oh, this is some kind of marketing ploy. The, the, the ride is constantly playing victim so that they can raise more money. I, Mug Club, am leaving See? the place. This is a long time coming. Um, oh, he's leaving the blaze. Hoping that uh, this would be, of course, a joint statement. Um, I've lost sleep over this for months. I didn't even know he's still affiliated with them. Be renewing, and of course, the blaze knew that uh, I wouldn't be renewing. But I have no way of reaching you. All I ask, really, right now, is that uh, if you want Mug Club to continue, enter in your email so we can make that happen. Yeah. And special thanks, by the way, to Jeremy of the Quartering. Huge who, He stepped in Gosh. and helped us last night. I all think night, it's, yeah. literally all night. He's okay, so now I'm wondering. Tell you though, we this is like this is like the Cecily Strong thing with Saturday Night Live. Something happened. Something weird is going on. Why well, said why why was that an abrupt announcement last night? That was Cecily Strong's last show. They were singing Blue Christmas and shit. Something's going on. Something's going on with Steven Crowder and the Blaze here. I want to. I want. I want the drama. I want the tea. I want to know what uh, Glenn Beck and Steven Crowder didn't see eye to eye on. All use coffee brand coffee here. Yeah. It's great. The guy stepped in is a saint. Yeah. And uh, and the quartering uh, is definitely not a saint. Which is uh, is he I'm a wine guy? I'll send him some wine. I don't know. I'm sure he's a yeah. drunk. Is it Thank working? God. I'm sure he's a drunk. Can we have a celery? Hey, Jeremy, Jeremy at the quarter. He looks like it. Yes. People, go out and support. This is the only reason you are able to sign up, is Jeremy at the quartering. Hit some kind of celebratory music. Oh, is that all yeah, I have? We'll celebrate good time or something? All I have is I Gerald. Just what? I... Confetti. Yay. And thanks. So thank you so much to Jeremy. Do we have an overlay frame or no? No? Just... How, did the, how did the quartering help you out? It's a really great show. Our servers would not be working if not. He really did. He stepped in. He was yeah. actually doing it on his website. Thank you so much. Wait, does the... Is the quartering like a tech guy or something? 
Does he do programming? Watering, and it's been an interesting morning. It's been a seismic shift in the uh, conservative content sphere. I, I don't really consider myself in the. It's like, oh, I know you don't. Lefties. Then you have like Tim and myself. Then you have like Crowder and Daily Wire. Um, you know, or maybe like even you say the Daily Wire and the Blaze. All you're describing is different levels of funding on the right wing spectrum. More to content found on the Blaze than on Daily Wire. I respect what both have done over the years, but uh, the veil has been lifted uh, recently because I became friends with a lot of people that worked at the Blaze. What coffee brain coffee sounds stupid. There was a time where I was literally trying to negotiate with the Blaze to see if they would like buy out my channel and bring me on to add some uh uh to add some consistency. But you're not conservative at all. Liability, health insurance, things like that. Um, you know, cost me two grand a month to insure my family every single month. You know, and it comes out right out of my pocket, you know. Um you, you know, things like that. 401k match. That's what I was thinking. This is some kind of brand to compete with Black Rifle because they've had they've had schisms. This morning, I want to go to a kind I mean, of a, it's not like the right wing just constantly eats itself. They're all trying to scam as much money as, as they can out of their viewers. So now, like, the Daily Wire is split off and it's created its own streaming service. It has its own brand of razors and shit. Their next thing will be, like, Daily Wire coffee. A bombshell clip and then share with you um you know what i know and oh, absolutely uh, what i can also i mean i feel like i can but also like because i know a lot of people that have worked we gotta live through all this shit there's uh, so, so much right-wing content oh my god this trump nft <laughs> what was he thinking he's got to get better people around him my oh better people around him my god see this is the trump nft thing this is like, that's Trump. That's who Trump always is, always has been. He's he's a grifter, carnival barker. He, he is not a serious person. I, I, I don't know what you expected from Trump. I'm amazed that Trump wasn't on the NFT grift fucking two years ago. The, 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 like, the Trumpiest thing about this is that he jumped on to the NFT craze as the market fell out of the, as the bottom fell out of the market. As celebrities are being sued for their support of NFTs, as the crypto uh, market has completely collapsed. Dick Cheney hunting Trump, that's, that's funny. I did not see that. Trump hopping on it like this week, especially after all the bad news. That's just like the Trumpiest dumb Trump move you could make. But that's who Trump always was. He got lucky. He got lucky and and rode a populist discontent with the neoliberal order into power. And the Republican Party saw him as as you know Sam Cedar always says that you know Joe Biden's a cipher. No, Donald Trump was a cipher for Republicans. That they could have used him in any way. Mitch McConnell, well, I'm sure as much as Mitch McConnell hates Trump and we have covered that, I'm sure Mitch McConnell was thankful for the opportunity that Trump provided him. And Mitch McConnell used him beautifully to to achieve conservative goals. 
one of that's one of the reasons why I I I laugh so hard at right wingers that turned on Mitch McConnell. Quite possibly the most effective politician in the history of the country. Mitch McConnell. And you guys, you turned on him. You bite the hand that feeds. You think Trump... You think Trump was the mastermind or some shit? No. No, 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 no. The Republican Party used Trump. I'm just like, how did you know? Like, I saw exactly what Trump was in 2015 when I was a kid. And this is like... Right-wingers love to deny this, but Trump was a joke when I was growing up. He was always a joke. It wasn't until, like, there's there's this rebranding exercise with The Apprentice that, you know, he, he is painted as, you know, the boss with all this luxury and shit. No, he was always a joke. I can't believe you people took him seriously. Not you people. Clearly, you people didn't take him seriously. But some people did. As a conservative, it's getting harder and harder to not look like a kook. There's a lot of people excited for the possibility of snow this week. We are coming up on Christmas. One more, one more time. Uh, let's run down the schedule for this week. Oh my god. I did see I did see the Homelander uh do his version. Although that was funny. I mean Biff Tannen in Back to the Future was like a joke character based on him. And like that's that's how he was perceived in popular culture, and and the right wingers that fell for his grift don't want to admit this. Like Trump Casino failing, going bankrupt, ha ha ha! Of course it did. Jay, thank you for making it rain, throwing some bits out. Hell yeah, my friend, I will smoke to that. Oh, that wasn't that wasn't what it, that wasn't what we were going to talk about. Not the airports clogged with people. But programming note: Let's go over what we're going to do this week. Tomorrow is the January sixth committee hearing. We're going to be coming on about noon. Do join us for that. Usually, when we're on during the day, we do gangbuster numbers. January sixth committee hearing tomorrow at noon. We'll be live streaming that. Troll Patrol on all week like normal. I'm trying to I'm trying to come up with something uh, special for Friday night on the Friday Night Freak Show. Then Saturday night, we're going to do a special Saturday stream of the Troll Patrol. That is Christmas Eve. Uh, I decided to do the Troll Patrol on Christmas Eve because there's actually like newsy kind of things going on. We've got NORAD tracking Santa. Joe Biden's going to like be doing uh, calls to children earlier that afternoon. He'll probably visit a, a, a military base and feed the troops. That sort of shit will be happening. There's actual news going on, so we'll do a news rundown. And if something important happens, we'll talk about that. 
Uh, I'm trying to catch the ads on Twitch so nobody has to watch ads. Sunday, I'm going to come on 8 o'clock. We're going to do a fucking round stream instead of the Troll Patrol. That is Christmas Day. We'll come on at 8 o'clock. We'll probably listen to a little bit of my Christmas playlist music. This is going to be Twitch only. So if anybody watching on YouTube, Facebook, DLive, you want to tune in, it'll be Twitch only. Well, DLive, I might have it up on DLive. There's no rules over there. I don't have to worry about content or copyright uh, strikes and shit. We'll be up on Twitch, and uh, after we, we'll listen to a little Christmas music, and then we're going to settle in, and we're going to watch TV specials. We're going to watch Christmas TV specials. I got all your favorites, The Simpsons. I got got All in the Family. We'll watch Andy Griffith, where they they lock up the family for Christmas, and and, uh, the mayor wants to come in and and have Christmas with Andy Griffith. Oh, fucking NORAD going to give out Santa's coordinates, going to dox him in real time. What else I got? I got South Park. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll watch some, uh, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo. We'll go old school. Uh, I've got like fucking bewitched Christmas special. Yeah, well, you're a towel. I will pull out some crazy shit that you guys ain't seen in years. I promise you, if you like that sort of thing, I'm going to, I'm going to, Go pretty much all night with it. We'll go two or three in the morning. We'll watch TV shows and shit. I, uh, like, apparently I'll be here alone. Curious or has to work. I didn't stream on Thanksgiving because I, I went and, and had like a actual additional Thanksgiving dinner thing. So I'm here for Christmas, so why not stream? And like, I've got this giant folder of, of TV specials. Why not watch it with some people that I love? That's the best way to spend Christmas. That's going to be Christmas Day. And I mean, clinically, if you want to reach around, I'll give you one of those too. You live in sexual anarchy. I ain't opposed to helping a friend out. What was what was that? There was a meme that went around. I think it happened like right before the pandemic or right as the pandemic started. Or like some dude on a Netflix documentary was telling a story about giving his friend a hand. I never found out what the story was about, but like it was a meme. And I had to find out tangentially what the what was going on so I could understand the meme. And like the dude was giving a handy to his friend or something, but he wasn't gay. I mean, I'd be a little gay, especially around the holidays. <laughs> oh, shit. But apparently people are really excited because there's the possibility that it is going to be a white Christmas. Now, what we're really talking about is like a polar vortex is going to just demolish the United States. And it looks like it's going to happen a few days before Christmas anyway. Watch it. Watch this shit come through. Smash the United States on Thursday, Friday, and then by Sunday, it's going to be fucking 80 degrees. Climate change, bitches. 
and it's just getting even colder at the end of this week right before Christmas. So Christmas this year, you will want to think about jackets, coats, the whole work, scars, everything like that. Cocaine Christmas. Christmas Eve and into Christmas Day. The cold air here to stay, at least for a while. We do have rain tomorrow and Tuesday, and then not only will it be cold on Christmas for the weekend, but we'll have to think about the overnight temperatures, which could be hard freeze conditions north of the lake, maybe even three nights in a row, and south of the lake, we could see those hard freeze conditions. Oh, I don't know where I got this news from. I don't know what lake she's talking about. One night, which would probably be Friday night into Saturday morning, and light freeze conditions for the mornings on either end of that. So more details in just a second, but first tonight we have some clouds increasing. It has been a pretty day. We're down in the Gulf. High temperatures in the lower to middle 50s. I think. We're sitting in the 40s to 50s right now. And for your Sunday evening, our forecast does take. Tadpole. Just gradually dropping through the 40s. I would love to get my front teeth fixed. Some clouds increasing. Even with insurance, it was an outrageous amount. Because apparently, your front tooth is cosmetic. It gets, but if it does get to about 35 north of the lake. I have a fake front tooth, for those of you who don't know. Like, I had my front tooth knocked out. Although conditions. Wrestling with my butt on the trampoline when I was a teenager. Plants protected from last night might just want to keep them wherever they are for one more night. South of the lake, lows will be in the 40s. Don't have to worry. Keep those about plants, plants locked up. North and south, make sure your pets. Are I'm not sure if I was. It looked like Louisiana there for a second, but I don't think I don't think it was Louisiana. I'm also not good with geography, so don't trust me. And we are expecting showers to move in. Oh no, it was Louisiana. Our precision cast forecast through about lunchtime. We're staying quiet, but that's not a lake then, is it? Because it connects to the Gulf. By the afternoon and evening, as this Gulf low just skirts along our coastline, we may see breaks in the rain. This is by 10 p.m. Not everyone will get rain the whole time. But look at Tuesday. This is by Tuesday late morning. We have more showers in the forecast. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't get you guys a national. This is by about 4 p.m. News story. Us and moves off to the oh, east. it's still called the lake? For Wednesday and I thought it had like a, a, a different name when it connected. Risk level for some flooding rains. Not really expecting that, but we'll get a one to two inch rain total, I think, for a lot of spots in the blues and purple. Like there's like, the when you've got an island, it's not necessarily an island. It might be an isthmus. It might be a fucking inlet. It might be a blah, blah, blah. There's all kinds of fucking. Thursday, we get this hit of much. Linguistics, linguistics is fun. This Arctic air mass. So this is what I have for our Christmas forecast. Now exact numbers will probably probably change a little. We're a whole That's what the reason why I picked this is because I saw this specific map on the thumbnail. And I was like, oh shit, that's a good that's a good uh, uh, comprehensive rundown of what we're gonna be facing as a country. This hit of much colder air coming Here's your from Arctic very blast. Far north, this Arctic air mass. So this is what I have for our Christmas forecast. Now exact numbers will probably probably change a little. We're a whole week out, but it does look like we could start Christmas Eve morning in the upper teens to 20 or so north of the lake, middle 20 south with hot reaching 40 degrees. And then for Christmas Day, another cold start in the 20s with highs around 40. I think I fucked the name so of it up. Ahead, I want you to be prepared and just kind of have an idea of what you need. to. Do. So yeah, that's your that's your Ponta train. Thank you clinically for the phonetical spelling. Um, so that's your um, heads up about what you might be facing come the middle of this week. Of course, we'll go over that more throughout the week here on the Troll Patrol because I keep you updated on what's going on. And uh, the weather is the news sometimes.
if you if, if we still got some new people lurking around we always end the show with a animal video sometimes it's cuddly animals sometimes it's it's reptilians sometimes it's a heartwarming story this one's kind of heartwarming here's you a puppers that knows exactly when their owner will faint make sure she has her medicine Australian Shepherd Bailey Estuary Is that the name when it's uh, open to the, the gulf? Well look at that. The puppers grabs the, the medicine from the counter. Gets into the fridge and gets her a drink. We don't deserve dogs. Dogs are wonderful. I know I say that as a cat owner. I don't know that I wouldn't have dogs if I didn't have a, a big place with a big yard where a, a dog could run. Just always lived in apartments. And also, dogs are, are dogs are very needy. Sometimes Justin has to go away for three or four days. Cats can take care of themselves. Well, see, here's the thing, Jake, is cats are smart enough to do shit like this, but cats are just assholes. Aren't you, buddy? Cat is totally smart enough to do shit like this, but, like, you know, he ain't going to. Lazy and self-centered. Oh, yeah, I... I'm calling my cats assholes, and I have two of the sweetest cats in the world, and one asshole. But you know, the two sweet ones can be assholes as well, just because, you know, they're cats. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I'm just like, Jake, I'm sorry that you missed out on the kitten. We, we have seven cats here. I'm sorry that you missed out on the kitten. We have a, what, about 10, 11-week-old kitten now? I've, I've lost count of the weeks. My God, is she a hellion. So be, be sure to tune in tomorrow. You'll get a kitten. Kitten comes in here quite often. So tomorrow, January 6th committee hearing at like noon. I think it starts at one, but we'll come on about noon and start our coverage. Special Troll Patrol on Saturday. Fucking around stream on ah clinically wants to show cat. Let me let me go find the kitten. Let me go find the kitten. Damn, curious here was asleep on the couch in there. I went stomping, stomping on in there to get the kitten was laying beside her. Look at her. Yeah, I, I can't remember. 
exactly what it is, but there's like she doesn't have a lower lip. There was something wrong with her jaw. Uh, so like the the shelter brought her to a vet, and that's how she got over here. To... Kitten dung got big. It well like she's in that growing spurt phase, right? So it's it's just been wild over the last couple of weeks. When we first got her, she was so itty bitty, but like. And she was five or six weeks. I mean, we don't know exactly how old she was. But yeah, she's she's on her growing spurt now. All right, if you guys are watching on Twitch, you're heading over to Echoplex Media. We will see you tomorrow afternoon for the January 6th hearings. I got, I'm got. i going to try to do something real special for you guys on Friday night for the Freak Show. Uh, Saturday night is going to be a special Troll Patrol. Running down the, the Christmas Eve news. And then Sunday, we'll do a fucking around stream and watch all kinds of Christmas specials. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We will see you tomorrow afternoon for the January 6th hearing.